You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese dough are super fresh or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. And we're back for episode 20 of Nerd Rage Radio with your host, Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. Dude, the big yeah. 2-0. The big 2-0. Vinti. Or Vinti, Vinti size. Vinti. <laughs> Vinti Trace. Vinti is 20 for 20 ounces, you moron. <laughs> Vinti, yeah. <laughs> It means we have a large episode. That's right. I purposely, right. I never say Vinti at Starbucks. Neither do I. Dude, I always, fuck all that, man. Like, I mean, I, I hear what they're trying to do, but like, like, dude, like, I don't feel comfortable saying it. It's not my native tongue. I do not know your ways. I'm saying it how I want to say well, it. Like, it, the, the, the small and the medium are large in two different languages, and then the real large just means 20. That was the joke. A tall was it from? A sp- a tall is not a t- a tall is not a small. A tall is a tall. Remember that poem? Remember we had that like a local coffee shop, and it had like that whole poem. It was like a a breakdown of of Starbucks's sizes. Do you remember yeah. that? It was up by a uh, um up by social services. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I recall. Yeah. I like that coffee spot. They closed. Yeah, it was though. great. It was yeah. fucking great. They, and they were on, the they were on an episode of something like one of those uh. Like family businesses is gonna fail. Bring in the dream team to help them succeed. No, no, no. It was no, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm dead ass wrong. It's way more interesting than that. It was a fucking wife swap episode. Oh yeah, yeah. And she, Wasn't she was, and she was awesome. down. Was she? Yeah. My favorite type D for W. Down <laughs> for whatever. Oh man, awesome. awesome. Who's in the mood to experiment tonight? Okay, that a let's girl. Get, let's get strange. Um. We gotta, I feel like we got to go over some, you know, because 2016 is off to a bit of a rough year. It has been. And I think we need to knock that bit out of the park. I first. think we should. we should. Okay. The stock market has been hor- – oh, you're not talking about that? Uh, well, the stock market – I've heard cloning. <laughs> cloning is not doing too well in the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first first and foremost, uh, we lost David Bowie. Yeah. Um, hey, this is a big deal for you and I. A, a huge deal. Like I, I, I discovered Bowie. Um, shout out to Troy. He's the one that got me into him. Like I was a, uh, I became a Manson fan when Manson did. I mean, this sounds like such a sellout thing. Like you weren't a real Manson fan. I became a Manson fan when he did Mechanical Animals, and then I, I kind of went back through his older stuff and and learned to appreciate it. Um, but my my big complaint, or not complaint, my criticism of Manson is that he's just he's just kind of a, not that I don't enjoy his music because I do. He's just kind of a, a one-dimensional type of artist. Yes. Um, and when he did Mechanical Animals, that was a bit more three-dimensional than what we had been used to with him. And yes. that's what turned me on to him. Um, so uh, a friend of ours, Troy, and we should just do one episode telling Troy, Troy stories. Because oh, quite the character. They are pretty epic. Yeah. Um, we've seen him put homeless people in full Nelsons. Um <laughs> Uh, he has sung songs to mutual friends of ours where the whole message of the song is for them to kill themselves. Uh, I don't know. I, I've he just, doesn't understand pets in people's homes. He doesn't understand pets in people's homes. Man and, and, and dog living side by side. He, he doesn't eight, like it. Eight, Get man. it out of here. Ain't, <laughs> ain't natural. It is. So. Um, <laughs> um, anyway. 
That's got nothing to do with the dark forces of the universe. That was a good one. I think I told that story here. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but anyway, uh, he was like, "Well, look, if you like mechanical animals, you should definitely give Bowie a shot because like a lot of mechanical animals is heavily inspired by Bowie and et cetera, et cetera." And he was dead ass right. And and when he put me on to Bowie, um, like I, I obviously like just because of who I am and and the era in which I grew up, I definitely like enjoyed a lot more of his. Uh, Synthesized music, like electronic music, more yeah. than his uh, his, his non uh, synthesized music. But um, I enjoyed it all. I, I I from from Ziggy Stardust on. That's not yeah. to say I don't I enjoy did, Major I, Tom and all that shit. I, I do. Hunky, you know, Hunky Dory and, and Chambers, yeah, but like know? it's just not Bowie yet. It, well, it, it, he was still funny. Exactly. Watch out, you rock and rollers. Exactly. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um. But once he found himself, then I was pretty much all in. For those who don't know, Low, the album Low, which is probably my favorite David Bowie album, is um, uh, it's it's credited as being one of the first electronic albums of all time. Uh, him and Elvis Costello are legendarily uh, acclaimed for um, when the synthesizer and stuff came out, they went out and bought um, everything and threw away the instruction manuals and sat down and started uh, experimenting and out of that experimentation came low and uh, I think some Elvis Costello music as well but I'm not a big Elvis Costello guy I respect his songwriting but dude's not for me. my next question was to be what is your favorite Bowie album low yes low yeah. um, and I, I like you know Ziggy Stardust I think is probably his best album yeah Ziggy's um, definitely my rock and roll suicide is probably one of my favorite songs of all of all time but it's it's not my favorite yeah, I hear you. Amen at that. Um, Thank can, you for your honesty. I need you to pause recording for a second, unfortunately. Oh, no. What happened? Second. But we're not going to pause. Nope. And we're not going to tell him. Okay, so, anyway, yeah, I, I was sad to see him go, man. And, like, dude, like, there's pretty much nothing he, he, he ever did that I didn't like. Like, even, I, I would be thrilled when I saw him in, you know, the prestige when he popped up in a role yeah. there in Labyrinth, you know, I just, extras. It was, yeah. It, oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? Little pug boy. Yeah. <laughs> silly, little, silly little fat man. And no one's bloody laughing. <laughs> you, uh, you know, popping up in Zoolander. I'm going to clean walk off old school rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he's just, he's like, he's an artist artist. Um, I think that Simon Pegg said it best with, you know, like you could have been born into any era of all the billions of years of humanity and you were lucky enough to live in the one that Bowie lived in. And I yeah. Think that's pretty sure. much, I think that's pretty much spot on. So do yourself a favor, uh, go out and, and buy, I did buy his new black album. It's cause I was, I was coming home and, uh, and driving home one day and I was, I was sad. I've been, I was, I'm really sad about this. Like, yeah, this I was is bummed the, out. This is like a big deal. This is like the, I saw articles like the twilight of, of the, of rock and roll. Uh-huh. Um, the rock and roll generation, I should say. And yeah, yeah you know, so the black album, I'm at the kind of sit, or black star, black album. Black album. Um, I'm at to kind of sit down and, and dig my teeth into, but it, cause it's, it's, it's wild. And he's always like, I don't know, it's like so progressive with this well, stuff. Well, he reinvents himself. Yeah. Like, you know, every like time. No, yeah. Like he might go through like a two or three album stage, but you, you always know if you don't like it, just sit and wait. Cause something else is coming. Yeah. So I know. Um, but yeah, he's he's phenomenal. Huge loss for the artistic community. Um, and, and rock and roll has been kind of taking an L this year. Um, yeah. Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead and uh, the dude from the Eagles. And yep. um, I'm not a I'm not a huge Eagles fan, but I definitely respect their contribution to music. And then Alan, Alan Rickman just passed away too. Alan Rickman passed away. So yeah, it's been tough. Uh, and and uh, also, it's the anniversary of my buddy Nick's death. So. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and dedicate this yeah. episode to him. Well, I was going to say, is, was it really the 20th? Because that's also the uh, anniversary of my buddy's death. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget it because of what other day it is. But it's because uh, it's also my daughter's birthday. Yes. So, yeah, man, it's I, crazy. Um, this this yeah, this, 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 sound, this is sound like a sad episode. I know. You I had so I much know. good stuff. Don't turn off. Like people are crying. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish here. Um, but my, my buddy, my buddy Nick, he died last year of testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28 years old, which is a real fucking bummer. Yeah. Um, to be so young, and I mean, he fought it like a champ. Uh, you know, toughest motherfucker I know. But uh, I say all that to say this. Um, to end it on a funny note, uh, he, I was at a, another friend of ours was moving away and I was at a, uh, a function for that individual. And so it was he, and he was like, he was like, something's going on with my nuts, man. <laughs> and everybody was like, well, what, what's going on? And he was like, he was like, I don't know. He's like, and he like whipped them out at, at this like uh, dive bar that we were at. And he was like, but look at it. He was like, he was like, it's huge. And like, he was bouncing it around, like on the tables and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's just the type of dude he was. And, um, you know, everybody was laughing and carrying on. And, you know, there's a lot of things in men's health that that can be, you know, like it's not totally uncommon to have a swollen nut and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but I actually told him, I was like, look, man, you need to, uh, you need to have that thing. You need that. It's, 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 it's beyond funny how big it is. Um, yeah. So you really should have that. that like go to the hospital right now. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he did and, and it ended up being something and it's unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, tough dude. Definitely a um, inspiration to me in, in terms of uh, uh, determination. So remember, guys, when you're in the shower, give yourself a little check. Give a check. I'll no. Also, I'll tell you some other information about it. Uh, it is most common between men of the ages of 16 to 25. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. So if you are in that age bracket, you are at, at highest risk of testicular cancer. And uh, the mass uh, will not be like a perfect circle or anything like that. It will be lumpy. Uh, I believe the technical term is lumpy dinner, motherfucker. But it's it's going to be like a raisin. Hmm. Um, and uh, you will find it 90% of the time on the front or inside of the, of the testicle. So it will be like sitting on the front, like, you know, sitting beside your dick. Or it'll be inside, like you got to split the nuts apart and feel on the inside. But that's that's where they are, and it's usually quite treatable as long as you catch it early. All right. Okay. Wow. Thanks for th- thanks for <laughs> thanks for learning. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> um. But yeah. So yeah, man. It's just a fucking. It's just 2016 is just not off to a great start. Um. But it can be in terms of nerve rage radio. So I think I think it's off to a great start with nerve rage radio. I think so too. What um? What did you do nerve week wise this week? Well, I'm glad yes. First thing is, first things first, um, I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who. No, you haven't. I have. Hmm. Uh, and, and just so you guys know, like I've had, I've had several nerdy friends of mine who you know love Doctor Who and have been you know, putting it on to me forever. Oh, you should check it out. You'll really dig it. You know, it's it's not like any other sci-fi series out there. It's kind of got its own thing, but it's, you know, it's 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 good stuff. So I I gave I think season one through two and a half, or maybe I got through season two. Maybe it's three and a half. Gave the old college try. I liked sure. I liked the first Doctor, who apparently nobody likes. Um, oh yeah. Apparently he was the bad guy in in Thor: The Dark World. I um, like that guy. I I liked him too, and I know I I, I liked him as the Doctor. People and... don't like Thor: The Dark World. Really? Yeah. Blasphemy. They don't like how dare, it. How dare they? They want it out of here. Um, 
and then David Tennant is the second doctor. He, he was the purple man. And so it was kind of weird watching Jessica Jones. I just started getting into that doctor. Uh-huh. Like before, I think he flushed out that doctor and enjoying it. So, you know, it's, it's one of those shows where, you know, a lot of two-part episodes, a lot of two-part episodes. I would say like every other episode of two-part um, it, you know, it, they always have the, the suspenseful next episode where it looks like the world's going to end. Um, it's, you know, pretty wild. There's a lot of mystery involved. And, you know, basically the whole premise is this, this doctor kind of finds a human companion to travel time and space with. And it seems that everywhere they go, they're there at the right time for the right reasons to make sure everything, you know, is he can fix it, you know. Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. I, I will say there's some really, and I've, I think I've said this before, there's some really good heart, like, times, like, you know, there, there's co- there's some tearjerkers in that show, man. I oh, mean, yeah? like, you know, it's funny, man, like, Dude, and I, I'm not trying you're, to... You're, you're a pussy. <laughs> 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 I was going to say is that, like, like, when I need to cry, can't do it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I Like, I you know, I go to a funeral or something, can't cry, and I want to. You know, like, when I want to get it all out, like, you know, like... Like it's like venom that you want to you milk out of the snake, and it's like I can't I can't do it, man. But like I'll watch some random TV show, man, and and you know get the little get the little teary eyed going on. Uh, not, not the dude, bubbling or anything. Not for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 German or whatever. I think I'm pretty sure it's German because the the language makes me feel uh, vulnerable. Um, uh, grocery store <laughs> commercial with the two kids. Oh yeah, the lightsabers. I mean the dude, Star Wars one. Balling like. <laughs> See, I can't, I can't get that out, and I want to. I think something's wrong with me. That's what my therapist says. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm no good. I'm no good. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you get for getting beat up when you are a kid when you cried. Before it was okay. Like, this generation is okay. It's like, you know, please do. But I, I think, I think yeah, that's it's true. Going, it's I going too far. That. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that uh, got the pendulum, gonna, man. We just I mean, can't I get that bitch sorted. I don't know how many times I was told you're going to cry. I'm going to give you something to cry about. <laughs> oh, my God. My dad, um, like – uh, my da- oh my god like people don't understand like my dad was excessive you know in, in that regard like um i mean I, I one time you know i mean i got treated to to toys and shit if i didn't cry like after experiencing like significant trauma like yeah, like you broke your collarbone don't cry I broke my collarbone uh took a line drive to the uh to the eye to the eye socket mm-hmm. um what else uh bit two holes through my tongue and uh you know being st- and then other kid shit like stung by a bee or whatever but like all stuff like that like if i didn't cry my dad was like sexually you know, assaulted by a priest don't cry like the the, the classic quote yes any sexual assault he was <laughs> fine with no and I, I was never sexually assaulted um yet <laughs> um ladies, Man, check that off the bucket list ladies <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I overall though it was um like my my dad just he, my, well, I used to say to him like um actually this is a good story so I, I was always like kind of like I knew that it wasn't quite right that my father didn't let me cry do you know what I mean like ever mm-hmm. like I knew there was something wrong about it like it was all I knew but I I knew it wasn't right so like I would say to him like why can't I cry and like his response was always like well give me an example. Of when you wanted to cry, and I would say, well, um, like I, I caught a line drive with my left eye, and he would be like, okay, and you wanted to cry because you were feeling physical pain, and I said, yeah, and he was like, all right, 
And what would the crying have done? I, I don't know. Would it have made your eye feel better? No. Well, waste of time. <laughs> Pragmatic. <laughs> so, so anyway, like, um, so one day, so I was in Little League. I, I played a lot of baseball when I was a kid. And um, I was in Little League, and there was this kid, and he fucking cried every time he struck out. Every, and, and this kid was like the coach's son, so he always batted like first or second, and he always fucking struck out. Mm. And my, my dad like like knew it was it would irritate me. So uh, one day, uh, my dad was like umping. He was like a parent umpire for the game, and um, the kid had, struck had, out. The, had all the gear. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't his. It wasn't his. Special pants and shoes it, yeah. just for the event. Oh, no, no. It wasn't his. Like It was like the, 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 the standard issue unit that you get through the or whatever and um and he was umping and like he struck this kid out and the kid started crying and my dad like left the game like left like got off of like his umpire position to like walk over to me on the bench and came up to me and was like that's why and pointed at him <laughs> i remember i came to practice with you one time oh yeah yeah i, re- I recall we were behind uh spring ridge Jesus, that's messed up dasher green huh right back yeah. there I recall. Um, Good day. You hated it. Yeah. I was like, I was like I, baseball I, practice? I want to go. Can I go? I think your dad was like, yeah, I think that'd be fine. You were like, no, you don't You don't want to go to this. It sucks. Fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bummer this place is. <laughs> oh, man. Did you go to the batting cages one time with me? Yep. Yep, yep. I think that was because I struck out in a game. Like, if I ever struck out in a game, like, I had to do, like, hours and hours of batting cages. Yeah. Because your dad was like, wasn't your dad going to be a pro or something? Yeah, my dad was, my, well, no, not necessarily pro, but he was really close to getting into the minor leagues. Gotcha. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's not pro leagues. I mean, still still getting paid to play baseball. Still, yeah, still, still a significant um, achievement. Achievement. Right. And, this is back in like 1932. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, this guy named Hitler. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, it, it was. It, I, I do. I do agree with you. I do feel like like the pendulum has swung too far to the other yeah. side. Where we're just like, dude, dude, like, dude, do you not like how SpongeBob ended? Dude, have a cry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have a cry. I wish. I wish I could sometimes. I do. I do. You know. Stop, yeah. man. Stop and have a cry. It'll stop me from going into fits of rage sometimes. It's just you know, you know. <laughs> See, like with my kids, choking out homeless people. <laughs> with my kids, like I don't play that whining bullshit. Like I, I don't tolerate whining. And I don't, I don't really tolerate physical pain crying unless it's something significant, like line drive to the eye, something like that. Like, you know, my kid broke her arm. I had a pretty fucked up break to her arm. Um, you know, I, I obviously wasn't like tough enough. Significantly fucked up break. Yeah. Like having surgery and a year of physical therapy break. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, so you like, know, it's you know, cool. I, she's got a cool mutant power now. She's like proficient in drawing. Yeah. And she's like ambidextrous. Yeah. Like fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy. Um, but she, uh, like, I, you know, I did, I obviously didn't tell her, you know, chin, chin up. <laughs> well, um, let me get back to Dr. Who. Welcome to the how fucked up our childhood podcast. <laughs> so, Human so, radio. so many stories. <laughs> Human nerd sadness radio. I know, right? I'm going like, to take this episode with my therapist, <laughs> hear it like, oh, I see you in your natural state. This is very nerd, enlightening. Nerd tears radio. Yeah. So um, anyway, th- there's an interesting thing about it, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, 
you know, Americans were very, you know, we have a violent culture. You know, a lot of the world, you know, calls us cowboys and very gun heavy culture. And it's nothing, it's nothing for our media to, you know, for you to kill the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like it happens, the bad guy gets killed. Like every superhero movie, you know, we're running out of goddamn bad guys because we got to kill them every time. Yeah. And in Doctor Who, it is a significant thing that like all life is precious. And like you know, the bad guys always given a chance to, to you know to to survive, and it isn't until like there's no other way to get by it that he's killed. Like you know, they make a, a lot of references to him hating guns. Like he doesn't even have any weapons. He got the sonic screwdriver that just basically can do anything. You know, it's kind of a it, it can open up, it can open up, or, or fix, or seal, or you know, cut open anything unless it's wood. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, he never doesn't have any weapons, doesn't carry any weapons, and it's just a kind of a foreign concept for an American viewer. Uh, but sometimes I think it's kind of over the top. You know, like, it's, it's they kind of make, they've kind of, they kind of make a um, a mockery of it. Uh, and people still die, like, every episode that the episode starts out with someone getting killed. I mean, the body count is huge in the show. I mean, don't, you know, it, well, there's one episode where one-tenth of the planet is brutally killed, you know? Just this, like, just laser shot and sliced up by these little, you know, these little flying, you know, remote devices from Star Wars, uh-huh. you know, and, and so, but it's it's interesting thing, and it's like I don't know if it's just it's so locked into the British culture, like this kind of non-violent, like you know, there's always like, well, British, we carry on, you know, like yeah. chin up type of thing, um, but it is kind of it is kind of ironic at the same time because there's still you know murder, mayhem, and death. Um, but there, you know, there's always, every once in a while, I was like, oh, you've got a gun, get away from me. You know, I, have, I don't have anything to do with people with guns, you know. Um, or when the alien ship gets destroyed by the, the human secret super weapon, you know, so they can make a statement and protect themselves from this evading army. Um, you know, it's, you know, the doctor's like, no, you know, I mean, like, and, and some of it is, is okay. But, you know, it, it makes me question, like, maybe we do have too violent of a culture in America, you know, with, with that stuff. Um, maybe sometimes we do need to treat life a little bit more precious. You know, I'm not, I'm actually not a proponent of the death penalty, but it's, it's more of a, you know, financial type thing. Um, cause it, know, it like I costs three know. times as much to keep somebody, it costs three times as much to kill somebody than to keep them in jail for the rest of their life. Yeah. Because of our, yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting if, uh, you know, cause I, I, I think about that too in regards to American culture, but like, I don't know what would bothers me more. Is that uh, we seem to be like more okay with violence? I don't think that that's what bothers me. I think that what bothers me is that like we're okay with violence under certain circumstances, mm-hmm. and we're really weird about sex. Oh yeah. yeah, I think that's what bothers me. Like, um, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger mowing down thirty cops, watching on primetime cable. Yep. You know, but like uh, a rap song talks about killing one one cop. <laughs> Big issue, uh, or you show tits, big issue, but show Arnold Schwarzenegger slaughtering police officers, not a problem. It's a funny story, right? Um, my parents were pretty liberal with like the shows that we could watch. Like I, I was like, I was like the guy that could get the R-rated movies. You know what I mean? Like no uh-huh. problem. My parents let me pretty much rent anything I wanted to rent. And I remember this is when uh, Lethal Weapon three and Aliens three came to, came out in the same weekend. Right, my mom Big was weekend. Huge, yeah, my mom was a huge Lethal Weapon fan. My dad was an Aliens fan, and I remember them having an argument about which movie 
that we could go that they could they could take my brother and I. And I don't I don't know when Lethal Weapon three came out, so that I, I can you know I was probably like ten or eleven. No, I'm looking up real quick while I'm talking about it. Um, but my dad's um, my dad's idea was well, hey, Aliens is fictional scariness, you know. Right. Nineteen uh, no, that's Lethal Weapon one. Um, is fictional scary. So it'll be all right where where lethal weapon is like, you know, people getting shot in real life, you know, whatever. 1992, so I was 12. And, and my mom was like, no, Aliens is like suspenseful. Monsters is going to get nightmares where, you know, lethal weapon is just, you know, reality or whatever. But they had like, a, I remember this argument of which mo- which R-rated movie. And they were just justifying because they wanted to go see their movie. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it, like that 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 argument always kind of stuck in my head. I remember how preposterous it was at the time. I didn't care because I want to go see both of those movies, and I ended up <laughs> right. did, I ended up seeing both of those movies and thoroughly enjoying them at the time. Right. Um. I I actually it, no. It was it was it was Aliens Four that I, I, I when I came out I really enjoyed it. It's really like actually, a clone I, and was so fucking badass. Yeah. Know? That uh four was okay. Uh, I did not like three when it came out. That hour, yeah, that three three was kind of weird. That was the prison camp one. Everybody had like double Y chromosomes. Yeah, that was funny. Or my dad trying to you know explain that to me as well. Um, so you know, it's just, but I, and I think that that kind of happens in our culture. You know, like we just kind of you know bullshit justifications for some of these some of these uh, movies and stuff. And they, they probably are a little too violent. We're probably getting desensitized. Like I refuse to watch stuff like Human Centipede. Dude, that's pretty good though. I know, I hear you, but I, 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 like, I don't want to see that or, you know, what was it? Those True Deaths or, you know. Oh, Faces of Death. Fa- like, I refuse to watch that. I, ref- I, you know, I'm not gonna watch any of the Saw movies. I hear, I hear they're good. I just think they're dehumanizing, you know. And you just get, you get really awesome. super conditioned, um, to the violence. What's that one like Hostel? I think is like that one where the kids are back. Yeah, but that's that, that sucked. I think like not for nothing. I think you're way off base with Saw. Like I think that Saw. Saw is one of those things where it's like it, it should almost be required watching for fucking some of the people in our society. Really? Yeah, like it's just like you know, it's it is like it's an extreme measure of teaching right and wrong, you know, but like th- there's merit. That like Saw is one of those movies that has merit. Um some of the sequels get a little crazy, uh but like the first the first four Saw movies are so good. They're so good. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, the first one was good, but it just it just I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's a like, bit much. There's continuity to like the first four. I, I mean, yeah, but I, I hear you. Like, uh, and it's not. I'm not saying that the storyline. I'm sure the storyline's amazing. No, no, no. But there's like there's some depth to it. Yeah, but like, but it's still there. There is the there is the shock value that they're capitalizing oh, on. Oh, sure. sure. You know that I'm just like you know what I'm not buying into that. I'm good. But there's more to it than that. It's not. I, it's, I know. I know there's more to it than that. But that's an ingredient, and in, that's an ingredient in my plate that I don't want to eat. You know? But see, I feel like I feel like Deadpool does it. I feel like Deadpool is trying to be shocking. Maybe, but you're going to see somebody saw their fucking leg and knee off. It's just a different off. type of shocking. Yeah, but that's the shock. Yeah, but that's the shocking I don't want to see. So like, that, just that specific, physical violence. Dude, that's it. They, the, that there might specific, be some physical. I don't know, man. I don't know. Specific I think that that herb in my pasta. I don't want to taste. I feel like you want black I pepper like... on your salad. No, I don't want no fucking black pepper in my salad. I feel like yeah. that's. I feel like that argument starting to fall apart a little bit because how <laughs> is it's not an argument? Is my opinion. I feel like. Well, I feel like. I feel like your opinion is becoming more and more invalid. No, it could be. It, it could be as subjective as as I want because it's my opinion. Sure, but <laughs> I, I, I. But what I'm saying is that like to to say like like this, which is like gratuitous violence, 
is fine. But this violence that actually does have some merit and some fucking message behind it is shock for shock's sake. Therefore, I'm going to. I know. I'm not. I'm not making. Uh, dude, I'm not making a philosophical argument. I'm not saying it, it's shock for shock's sake. I'm saying I just don't want to see it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to see it on some on on some random whatever. It's it's just not. It's not needed sometimes. You know. I, I see. I, I agree with you that it is not needed sometimes. I think that hostile is a situation where. It's not needed, but I feel like the reason like, why like, something is not needed is because it has no merit. And you're going just... su- and you're going super defensive on the saw, which I understand. And like the saw, so I've seen saw one, and I know it, it, it's fine. Like, but like human centipede, I don't, I don't need to watch somebody's mouth sew to somebody's asshole. I don't need yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not being as because I, I feel like that one is gratuitous. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like there isn't merit to that. It's just like, that it, like it ha- that movie that, with that movie I'm just saying that there happens to be a decent well, story. Well, let me set let me set the parameters for like that that one. It's not like somebody's like, "Dude, I want to do this movie where we have this crazy German scientist and like he experiments on these three people." You know? Oh, what's he going to do? He's like going to sew their chin to the small of their back. Oh, okay. Okay. Wouldn't they wouldn't make that movie. He's gonna sew their lips to their asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, like that's like the, that's that's the whole point. Nobody cares about the the the, the German scientist background and what's what's his motivation. It's, it's no, it's like, dude, we are gonna do a movie where three people are sewn together, asshole to mouth. I'm with you. I'm in. I'm with where, you. Where do, I, where do I sign the check? We are gonna make millions because people you. are ridiculous. But like, I just feel like like there's a lot more to Saul than that. I'm like, sure there is, and it's not like like when you're like, well, look, I don't like I don't want to be I don't I don't need to waste my time with something like Human Centipede. Like I get that I can sit here and say Human Centipede is a decent story, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but Saw, on the other hand, like Saw is fucking valid. Like Saw is like uh the, the well the first four anyway. It's like it's like a valid fucking saga. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot to it. There's a lot of there's it's just layers and layers and layers. It's it's more than just its gimmick. Yeah. Whereas Human Centipede is definitely the gimmick. It's just that the storytelling, the other aspects of it, don't do anything to hurt it. Yeah. You know? Maybe. And I don't know. I haven't seen them. Yeah. So. But anyway. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my part of my nerd beak. Fuck, now I missed my... Oh, the other thing is, speaking of murder, making a murder, can we talk about that on Nerd Rage? Yeah, let's talk about that. Jesus Christ. Are you watching it? Yeah, I'm like five or six episodes in. Good for you. How far are you? I finished it. finished it last night. Um, so what do you, all right, so let's first preface this with, there is some controversy with this because there's apparently some information that wasn't put in the, the movie, uh, the series that the other evidence, but here, I don't even care what that evidence is right? because, because right now it's like fruit of the poisonous tree. Exactly. That, that is my, that is my exact feeling. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's like. Check it out. You didn't do right, so that guy gets off. If he killed that chick or not, I, I you know what, like, and like I hate to say this, but I think the dude is too retarded to have done what he did. Like it's almost as if if he was re- if he was really guilty, like he would have done a a better or worse job than what happened. <laughs> I mean that, that that's like like there's so much inconsistency like like it, all right so here's a story for you guys that don't know this guy 
this guy, he literally is is like he's borderline. I think his IQ is like seventy, and it's like sixty eight retarded. Is that, is that is that him or his or his? No, nephew? his 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 nephew is seventy three. Okay, his is seventy, but of course the testing back then might have been. Cause he's he's older now. I mean, he's in his forties or fifties now. So I think sixty eight is legally retarded. If I'm not mistaken. Really? I th- it's either sixty eight or fifty eight. Let's ask Siri. See if she knows. Hold on. This would be funny. Siri, what is the IQ for legally retarded? Pulling up save searches. Oh, okay, 60. Oh, no, uh, there's a real big difference between the uh, IQ score of 71 and 69. So, so I guess, yeah, I guess that's it. But like, it, once you go down to fifty, it's even, it's even more. <laughs> no man's land. Yeah. Just quit. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick. No, no. I, no. I, I am one who, who is not like. Um, you don't hate retarded people. I don't, you know, it's not that, and I, and I, you know, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind using the word. You know, some people are so scared to use the word. Yeah, I, I right, mean, because like, uh, when you say, because well, let's be clear about that, when we say retarded. We're talking about a, a, a mental retardation, a All block right, so, in, in so mental. 70, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. The block in mental cognitive ability to cause that. It doesn't necessarily mean Down syndrome. Yes. It just means a, a inability They're to slow. perform cognitively at this level. Yes. So uh, seventy to eighty-five is apparently borderline retardation uh, and intellectually disabled disability. Okay. So he's like seventy. His nephew's like seventy-three, which is gonna be important. Okay. So. The the guy's a, the guy's a dumbass. He gets in a family feud with a cousin who's just basically talking shit about him. She's basically bullying him, right? So he like he like um is driving down one day, like pushes her like in a vehicle, like gets in front of her and makes her pull over into a ditch or something. And he comes out with a shotgun, like an unloaded unloaded rifle or shotgun. It doesn't matter. It doesn't point it at her. Just just like comes out carrying it, right. you know. And he's like, leave me the fuck alone. Stop like. He, she's telling everybody that he's like, you know, running out, jerking off on people's car, like in the middle of winter. It's ridiculous. And just, <laughs> just making, just making ridiculous lies about the dude. And like, you know, he doesn't know how to cope with it because he's fucking retarded, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, he did wrong then. And and then, like, one time, they like, he like, uh, you doing wrong? Threw a cat across the fire, and the cat, you know, lit up or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, he broke into a bar with two of his buddies, ate two ham sandwiches, and, and a case of Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> like that, that, like that's the and like. Is a guy like you know, scum of society. I mean, you know, yeah, I I wouldn't want to be his neighbor. And I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't want to be his neighbor. I wouldn't want my kids to hang out with him. You know what I mean? But he's but he's probably more so just a simpleton. Yes, just a simple, simple. You know, you, and, and his family is kind Steve of Steve like, Avery, you poor simple bastard. Yeah, his family is is not necessarily rich. They do have a business, but they're junkers. You know, they're they're you know they're they're outcast. like the Uncar Plut of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. The, the the police, I mean, full conspiracy to put this guy in prison for 18 years. He never admits to it. He would have got out in six if he admits to this rape. Even the victim is calling up the police department and talking about, hey, there's this other guy over here. I think that, no, man, we got him. You know, another agency calls up the police department and says, hey, here's this other guy. No, we got him. They had DNA to prove that the pubic hair that was found on her. No, no, I'm sorry. No, the nail scrapings under her nails. Yeah, were, were not his, still left him in there. He, after all of this evidence was being was being pushed through, 
uh, to the department. The department covered it up for another eight years before new DNA evidence found that the, the other guy that they've been told for a decade was the real uh, aggressor. They, they finally matched pubic hair found on the victim to this guy, and, and they found out it was his DNA, and, and they still are arguing that it's Avery. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like fucking ridiculous. Like if somebody said that, I'd be like, give me your goddamn badge and gun. You are no longer able to be a police officer. If you were emperor of the world. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, no. If I was a fucking mayor oh, great of that mayor. town, I'd be like, no, you're done. I mean, all of these guys should have been thrown in. All of these cops should have been thrown in jail. The, th- the, the three sheriffs, the sheriffs that started. Yeah, it, sh- seems like th- it seems like there was really two cops that were the bad. Like there were the, two bad cops, three bad sheriffs, and a, and, a, and a prosecuting DA. Yeah. And I mean, like, after he got out, like, they went back and started writing paper and, and, and oh, you know, he got out, like, 2002, and they're starting to go back and writing memos that happened in 90, 95 or 96. <laughs> I can't remember which year. It was 95 or 96. I remember I was carrying, I was wearing that stupid mustache that year. And, and you know, and like he went, they went back and like and then like they're in the deposition to get fucking they're lying in this deposition they get caught lying you know it, it, it it's just crazy shit at one part one of the sheriffs says thinks that a piece of ev- a drawing that he a composite drawing that he made is more was better evidence <laughs> yeah. than goddamn DNA results man <laughs> fucking actually, ludicrous like, it's so funny like how proud he is of that drawing yes he's like yeah, framed he's like, it he like, framed it <laughs> he framed it for his office he's like you know what not for nothing not a bad sketch <laughs> he framed the drawing that he made with the mugshot but here's the crazy part the mugshot that they had was a mugshot from like four years prior when he got arrested for yes. the, the sandwiches and the mugshot of the time of the incident he looks totally different to be fair he wasn't arrested for sandwiches oh break yeah it was burglary <laughs> yeah you know, he, he broke into a then. broke into a bar, didn't destroy anything. They it was just they were bored one night, broke into a bar, ate some sandwiches, and drank, <laughs> and drank a six pack of beer. You know what I mean? He's like the grown up kid from Bad Santa. Yeah, yeah. That what the fuck is these people sandwiches? Fuck is it with you people and eating fucking sandwiches? Um. So so you know. Anyway, so the county is on the hook for a thirty six million dollar lawsuit. The insurance company that would that would pay for something like this this is vital information yeah the insurance company said you know what there is some stuff going on here there there is it ain't rat there's some malfeasance is this not this is not now nonfeasance this is malfeasance you guys this is this is conspiracy shit the insurance company says nope you guys you're on your own this is you know you're you have voided your policy with what's going on here so you're talking about a small town uh, With four people now held responsible to split thirty six million. Thirty six million, million ahead. Well, there, there, but there would also be the the county would also be on the hook for some of that. You know, they could go after those people personally as well. They, 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 it opens them up to liability. Everybody's liable. You know, there's no no cushion. And then a a week, like I think I think three days before the big two were going to get deposed. I think it was five people. Be five people. It was. It was the new sheriff, the second, the second sheriff, the two cops, and then the main, the the first sheriff in the DA. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's 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 six or seven people, right? All of a sudden, this girl turns up missing. The last person she sees is Stephen Avery. He's on the news the night that the missing person report is, because because like at this point he's a superstar, and they're like interviewing. He's like, yeah, I hope you know. 
I hope that uh, everything's okay with her and whatnot. And he says like, he's like, yeah, I hope, I hope they don't, you know, they're going to come around here and bother me about this. You know, like you don't say that if you just murdered somebody and like, and they bring in his, his retarded nephew or his almost retarded nephew. And like, you watch the interview and I know some, a little something about this, you know? And I mean, they did things in the interview. They just like kept on like, they're like, what happened to her head? I don't know. He, he, he punched her in the head. You were there right now. You heard the screams right now. Come on, you heard the screams right now. You heard the screams. Yes. You know, like, just like, you know, and, and like, so what did you do? I, g- I gave him his mail and I went home and watched TV. You went in the, in the trailer. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Just tell us you went in the trailer. Okay, I went in the trailer. Yeah. And just like totally leading leading the, the interview. And then like the, the, the best part is like, so what happened to her head? Tell me what happened to her head. Well, we, we, we cut her hair. Yeah, we cut her hair. But what else though? Well, we punched her. Yeah. yeah but what else? Well, we slit her throat. Yeah, no, what what, no, what, no. For, we, first we stabbed her. Where did you okay. stab her? You stabbed her in the head? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of throat. And then finally, finally, it's like, and like, he won't answer. The, what else happened to her? And finally, somebody's like, all right, I'm going to go out and say, I'm going to go out and say it. Who shot her yeah. in the head? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he did? You know, <laughs> well, question mark. Shit, not me. God damn. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, and like the kid, the kid flip flop, like the flip flops the story. Like, like when they're interviewing him, they just grill him until he, it's, it's, it's a forced confession. It's not, it's not legitimate. He has no, he has no idea of what happened until they said it, Yep. you know? And he's too stupid. He's like, well, I just get like, people are like, why are you saying these things? How did you know this? I guessed it. I love how the people. I guessed, I, like, I guess on my homework. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love like after he finishes confessing a murder. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, hey, how long am I going to be here? Because I still got this project to do at school. <laughs> yeah, I got this project to do it. Can I, am I going to be back at school at 129? Because that's when sixth, sixth period, and I got a project. Just, just to give people an idea of the, of the cognitive level. Yeah, of this and like, like talking to his mom on the phone, well, I'm going to miss WrestleMania. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. It for me, right? And, uh, and, of course, it splits the family apart. The, the $36 million settlement is gone. Uh, Avery's is forced to settle for four hundred thousand to pay for his lawyer because now he's back in jail. Like the two officers that found the key, which is like they found the key to this chick's car, is Leak in in Link, other, Link and Colburn. Yeah, who are the two officers that are dispo, depo, deposed before, and they weren't allowed to search it. They like the like the, the and they brought another sheriff's department. They said, hey, this other sheriff's department that he's suing, they're not going to be allowed to search it. And there's a sheriff from the from the secondary department who was like, that key was not there. We searched that area eight times. That key was not there until the last time we searched it. Yeah. That, and it was that these cop, two guys. That cop seemed squared away. Like, yeah. You know he I mean? was like, like, that key was not there. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like English is the only language I speak. So I'm having a hard time communicating this any further to you. But yeah. that key right there, the one that that's used to turn a vehicle on and off, that wasn't in the room. Yes. The room that we're talking about. I, I mean, like, I, right, it was like right getting, on the floor it, next, to a, is, next to a dresser. Is, is this getting over? Is like, this getting clear to you? Yeah. It wasn't like, right there. Like, 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 I guess if you're listening to this on, on your on your iPad, on your iPhone, you have your headset in, walk up to your bedroom. Most likely there's a little fucking nightstand right there, right? So on, you know, on the opposite side of your bed where there's like a little open space there, put a key right there. That's where it was. Like right out. It was like in a drawer or tucked away someplace. It was like on the floor where everybody can see it. Completely clean, wiped of her DNA and just a, some of Avery's DNA on it, and I think it was like his blood on it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's vials of his blood that the seal was broken by the same by the same cop who uh, who who found this evidence. 
went to like the evidence locker. They have all of his DNA from the police department. The seals are broken, and there's a syringe hole in the top of one of the vials. You know? And if you look at the blood, I'm not a blood spatter expert, but I've watched enough Dexter to know a little something. <laughs> it looks like somebody took a syringe and like, whoop, like in two spots. It doesn't make any sense. Like they're saying that like he, he murdered her in like the fire pit where her bones were found were right outside the house. I ain't right? past the bar, but I know a little bit. Yeah. And like, so they're saying like they slit her throat, no blood evidence in the house. No, they took her out in the garage, shot her in the head, no blood evidence in the garage put her in the car, paraded her around because her, her blood was in the trunk, paraded her around the, the building, you know, and then brought her right back to the fire pit that's next to their house and burned her body. Right. But it was there bones in more than one fire pit too? Yes. Um, but, never found, but never found any cutting tools or anything, right? Because more than likely she was burned somewhere else and then they were, she was brought and dumped there. Yeah. Because why would they, you know, that makes sense. I'm going to dump the bones right outside my house. Yeah. Well, first I'm going to drive them around a bit. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to burn a little bit here and a little bit there. <laughs> Fucking crazy, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there, there's, like, I I can't, like, I, I, if, if, quick, if what I, I went through isn't isn't the definition of reasonable doubt, I don't know what is. Right. Yes. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, uh, I don't want to. I want to circle back to something before I get too yeah. far. But yeah, like, go for that's it. the thing. Like, uh, to me, it's not a question really at this point of guilty or innocence because of how botched the fucking evidence is. Yes. Um, yes. So even if he did kill her and they just, and, and like, and they set, they're like, all right, this guy really killed him. They set up evidence that, that they, you know, they planted evidence to, to, to pin it on him. Legally, he should get off. Yeah. Even if he is guilty of the crime, because you as a law enforcement officer, you are obligated to do it the right way. That's how the fucking system is in place. Right. You know? Um, but real quick, I, I love how, like, uh, I'm only in episode five, so I don't ruin the rest of it. No, 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 I won't. But everyone <laughs> is calling the young kid an idiot without calling him an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I love the choice of words that people use. Oh, and first of all, I, I don't, I don't know how far you are, but, uh, the, the, the young lad has a public pretender. Um, anyone that's ever gone through any legal situation knows that that's oh, yeah. a mistake. Horrible. But, Anyway, he, uh, he's no good either. But but I love watching people squirm to call him a moron. Like, yeah. <clears throat> people are like, well, you know, Brandon, he's just, you know, he's just not, he's, he's not a bright kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. The, the, my favorite is the lawyer, uh, uh, Stephen's lawyer, mm -hmm. when he's like, this young gentleman is just not equipped with the tools he needs that he for this predicament that he finds himself in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's perfectly put. It's like oh, it is God. perfectly perfectly put. Um but yeah, and, and the other thing that I I think is noteworthy about this thing is uh you know, you know we're, we're not like us uh we're not a political podcast, but we we we, have, we talk a little a bit about politics and so Yeah. Um it's potpourri, baby. Anything goes. Is that for me, um, this documentary, for me, uh, disproves white privilege. Oh, I agree. Um, and it goes back to what, like, I, here's, here's my thing about white privilege. I, I don't, I'm not fond of the term. I've took the privilege test. Like is, it, is, it, is it white rich privilege? Because he's, you know, he's poor well, white trash. We're going to so get does there. That, does that count? We're going to, no, it's not. It's, the people don't say that. They don't say white rich privilege. They just say white privilege. 
Okay. Um, I don't know these things, you know. I'm just a simple man. But uh, this is why I say that. Um, he is uh, he is destroyed by the system, whether or not he committed the crime or not. Well, uh, I mean, even even before the yeah. crime goes to trial, he is destroyed by the system. I mean, and his life was destroyed by the system the first time. He, he was married correct. with four kids, was in love with his wife. and Correct. And I mean, like... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to go back to something, too, though. But yeah, sure. continue, continue. Um, but uh, this this privilege was not there for him. This privilege that people talk about being a, a real thing. Now, the reason why I say that is this. I think that there is such a thing as privilege. <laughs> you know, obviously. But I, in, in the terms that people mean it when they say white privilege... But I don't think there is such a thing as white privilege. Mm-hmm. What there is, I, for instance, am a white man. I took, I took the privilege test online. Mm-hmm. I ended up being 33% privileged. Um, what it, well, are you, are you, is there really such a thing as a privilege test? Yes. Get the fuck um, out of and here. It's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's it's a decent, it's like a legit test. Like, it's not like a, uh, who's your favorite Star Wars character? It's it's like, you know, like, it's 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 along, like, the political compass lines. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. legit questions that they ask you. Um but most of the questions that, that scored me in the 33% has to do with me more so with me being a heterosexual. Than really? It, yeah, than it does have, having to do with me being white or male. Oh, um, <clears throat> but um, regardless. So what, is, is, what do you get if you're half gay? There is the bi-curious <laughs> bi, bi, bi privilege. Um, <laughs> but like what, what there is is, is there is white privilege, just like there's black privilege and Hispanic privilege or whatever, but it's not related to race. It's related to wealth. It just so happens that, that the people that own the majority of wealth in this country, the majority of them are white, perhaps a hundred percent. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that that small percentage accounts for the majority. Hey man, you forgot, people, you forgot Oprah, the majority of people in that, in that bracket. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, to put it in perspective, I mean, obviously, you know, Morgan Chase, etc is not will smith but if will smith wasn't will smith that kid in that karate kid movie would have never seen the light of day in hollywood oh that's 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 Mm. privilege that's privilege based on nepotism it's privilege based on wealth it's privilege based on celebrity it's privilege based on success but it is not based on race and that's how things operate in the real world nobody is given any in my opinion nobody is saying hey you know white guy but they, they will say like look like i own this fucking company my kid is the uh, you know the, the heir to this company. I'm gonna go ahead and put him in the spot, or I'm gonna you know et cetera, yeah et cetera. Yeah. Um, whereas this this white guy in this shit is he he owns a business, but the business is a blue collar business that's not extremely profitable in the first place. It's a poor family. Yeah. And and when it came to dealing with the system, guess how much privilege they got? Absolutely fucking zero. Yeah. Because that is the, in my opinion, and, and what I have seen in my life, my experience, which is my perception, which is what my reality is based off of, that has been the case. Yeah. Anyway, you wanted to get back to something. I don't know. I, I, I we need to carry on because yeah. I, I could talk about. I, I, I would, I would mind talking about this podcast. Talking about this podcast. Talking about the show again. Maybe just doing. I, I think it's important. Ooh, we could have a podcast talking about our podcast. That'd be cool. A podcast talking about the show. Uh, no, I, I, about our podcast. <laughs> but like, what's your favorite bit? Mine too. That's my favorite too. <laughs> Those guys are so funny. Aren't they funny? They're I funny know. and handsome. <laughs> well hung and snow white tan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, um, it, because I, I think this is a, I think that this, this show is like a social movement. I think people need to be aware of this shit. I agree. Because it, like, you know, man, it just, it comes down 
especially a little bumfuck town. Like one thing I will say about like a lot of people are scared about the federal government, you know, federal agencies and stuff like that. But dude, they have they have no ability to do shit like these small Potunk County whatever. Yeah. You know Agreed. what I mean? Agreed. Like because there's it's, so it's, there's it's so many different club. agencies. There's so many checks and balances. There's so many people that will like dime people. I mean, like every every office has got an IG or whatever. And like th- those guys, like if you're eight, you're eight, like a federal agency's got an IG and, and you know Inspector General, and their whole job, how they is, is finding the shit that you do wrong. You know what I mean? That's how they get fucking get promoted. Right. Is like internally cannibal, uh, cannibalizing other people's fuck ups, which I I'm I'm okay with. Hell yeah, man! Like this this shit could not exist. You know I don't know, man. It's, it's just like like you know, and don't, and don't get me wrong, man. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, you know, there's there's not people who make mistakes, and, and there's there's a difference between a mistake of the heart and a mistake of the mind. I agree. You know what I mean? Um, but like the the shit that happened here is just it's fucking disgusting. You know, I agree. Like, like almost the level of disgust where I hope they find ways to extend people's lives so we can force the fucking sentence on them. Yeah. You know, oh, 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 you're, you probably got 10 years to live. Tell you what, we're going to make sure you live at least 18 more (laughs) so you can go through what you did to this man. Yeah. You know, um, so let me get back to the rest of my nerd week. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say hey, yeah, the rest gee, of your nerd week. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um on the uh on on the I've been watching the shows type of thing, so uh, a lot more Star Wars stuff getting into I'm like I'm Wikipedia the fucking shit. I'm on the the Star Wars Wikipedia like random page shit now. Let's learn about some random shit. It's fucking awesome. And uh on the forty K side, I uh, got some new uh movement trays from those guys over there at Angry Mojo Games. So if you if you guys are in the forty kness, check it out and and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So fifty three minutes into it and I'm done. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is gonna be a long episode. I feel. Yeah. Um, who's excited? No, this uh, guy. At any rate. So my week was pretty good. I uh, I watched that that show as well. I watched. Uh, I feel like I watched something else. I'm drawing a blank. I did. Um, I read uh, more of the Legacy graphic novel series, um, mm-hmm. the Star Wars Legacy graphic novel. It's still like I still feel like that thing needs to get up and go a little bit more. Um, yeah. But but we'll see. We're, we we should be coming down the home stretch, so it should be any day now. And I read. Uh, I finished reading Lost Stars. Okay. Um, which we do have to talk about a bit. So Lost Stars is part of the new EU, <clears throat> the the canonized EU. You know what? Let's let's start right now. Let's you and me start this. I got an idea. Let's start now. I, now, now. How how long do you need for this? Because I got a fun fun game to play here in a second. Um, I, I need I need a little bit of time. But I was gonna I was gonna start with something else though. I was gonna say, how about right now, you and I, we commit to EU and ECU. What is ECU? I'm glad you asked, Adam. Extended canonized universe. Okay, is that the new ter- is that the proper new term? It can be if we start it now. Yeah, let's do it. I like it. I'm we get ahead of the curve. I want to see this plan work. All right. Um, so Lost Stars is part of the new ECU, and it follows the. I, I talked about it a bit last week. It follows the life of two people from this planet in the outer rim. Um, that no, it uh, doesn't. Yeah, yes, it does, dude. Yes, it does. <laughs> you didn't even read it. Uh, God. Um, 
and 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 they become pilots for the uh, the empire and so on and so forth. I, I did talk about this a bit last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so one of the things that was interesting last week was you get to see how the empire is affecting the culture of this world. Mm-hmm. And and you know you you kind of use this world being in the outer rim is probably at, at least representative of most of the galaxy, you know, and maybe even less so. Maybe it's even a lesser example. Yeah, because it's in the outer rim. But uh, anyway, uh, so. Let me, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the story, okay? Um, I, I took notes because I knew I would. Ooh. Yeah, so um, they both – so both of these characters, they live through the entire original trilogy. <clears throat> um, so you kind of see what it's like from their perspective through the whole thing. After the, after the Battle of Yavin and after Alderaan, he quits the Empire. And she, he basically runs away. And she doesn't. He runs to his home world. Let's see. He sees the changes that have been taking place on his home world. Like, uh, it's, it, it, you know, the, the, the skies are darker. The, you know, the people are kind of. And, and, and I just want to, this is the one that starts off when they're kids before the Empire comes. Correct. They fall in love. So this is like a second story? Like a second book? Or the no, same book? No, no, no. This is that book. I just, okay. I, I just I had started it last week and now I finished it. Okay, okay. Now I'm um, tracking now. So so the the, the mining that is been taking place on this world since the empire got there has like polluted the skies everything is kind of dreary and you know the people are downtrodden etc cetera, etc cetera. <clears throat> uh all the new buildings that the empire was building when they first came that everybody was super excited about are now just imperial bases like they're not for the people at all um and this is what's interesting to me uh alderan was blamed on the rebels by the empire really yeah, the Empire blames the rebels for for blowing up Alderaan, for destroying Alderaan. They are peaceful people. They have no weapons. <laughs> so it would have been easy. Easy mark, Alderaan. Yeah, right. Get your shit together. I know. Um, they watch too much Doctor Who. Indeed. Um, the Death Star attack made minor... And the, and the attack on the Death Star is propaganda-wise, it's it's made as this minor thing. Like uh, a couple of rebel ships attacked the Death Star. Like, oh, and it, and it wasn't destroyed. No, and I'll I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. Ooh. Um, but it was just kind of brushed over. Like oh, and just so you guys know, th- these fucking rebels that just destroyed Alderaan, they also attacked your your Death Star that your tax dollars are paying for. Yeah, you know, I feel like the Imperial like marketing Death Star uh, not the best name. Yeah, I agree. They could have come with something that's more friendly. I agree. Somebody like get that maybe the life moon. Yeah. Life moon, maybe. <laughs> that's not a moon. Freedom, freedom star, maybe. So, um, uh, the two characters, Sienna, who is the chick, and Thane, who is the dude, uh, they do see each other again. They have sex. Um, Ooh, is it hot? Uh, it's hot just kind sex. of like, you know, and they embrace in bed, and then it cuts to the next chapter. Oh. <clears throat> so she goes back to the Empire and tells the Empire you know, that he, not, not for nothing would like what would you would you call me up and like you know he thrust his giant member into her <laughs> box <laughs> would you call me up like dude I probably would this new EU it's like <laughs> off the fucking chain man I would I probably would have screenshot it and put it on the Nerd Rage <laughs> which you should go like if you're listening um, so at, at any rate the the she goes back to the Empire and tells the Empire that he died and not that he died like a traitor. Like he he died. I think that he went back to his home planet and he died there, like he uh, in an accident or something. I, I didn't make a note of it, so I don't remember. 
But what he really does is he links up with a Wookiee and a crew aboard some ship and they start smuggling and trading goods. Um, she also, you know, kind of says to herself that she'll never lie for him again. Like, that's it. Like, they've had their moment. It's over. Now she will fulfill her duty and he's going to go do his thing. I guess the sex wasn't that good then. Probably, probably mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, More while, of a so, connection than a physical one. While trading goods and so forth, um, they, they come upon this planet that they're bringing supplies to. And there's like this real fucked up storm taking place. And he's able to fly through the storm and he lands the plane just fine where he meets Wedge Antilles, who tells him of the rebellion and convinces him to join. Did you get like, did you geek out a little bit when Wedge was in it? I did. I did. I did. I did. I like Wedge. I've always liked Who doesn't? Who does like Wedge? Yeah. Nazis. Nazis and Nazis don't like Wedge. Um, So uh, meanwhile, Sienna gets promoted to a Star Destroyer from a TIE pilot to a Star Destroyer or whatever. And Thane is at Hoth. And one of the things that's interesting, uh, just world building wise, is that like he, he complains a lot about the Empire finding them at Hoth. Um, like they just got set up there. So like all the work that they had just done setting up this base is now like a complete fucking waste. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, so she's watching footage of the uh the ATAT attack and she realizes that he's one of the pilots there from some of the maneuvers he does. Mm. Um, I know that tailspin anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, meanwhile, her mom is being uh, tried back on her home planet for embezzling. Uh, and it wasn't her. It was some Imperial officer, but she's blamed. So she takes leave and goes to her mom, but doesn't want her loyalty questioned. So she doesn't like raise an uproar. She just kind of wants to see how it plays out. And she's convicted. Um, and Thane shows up back there too because he heard about it and wanted to be there for whatever romance nonsense. Mm, um, some more of that puss. Mm, here, <laughs> come here, girl. How you doing? Oh, um, God. So anyway, there. You remember in in Star in I think it was uh, Jedi where they're like, are we've learned of a massive Imperial fleet that is a, 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 a gathering know. outside the. Yeah, yeah, yes, but they like. So she's there, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, that when they the, that we learned of a massive imperial fleet, they learned of that imperial fleet by Thane. Oh, cool! Who was an X-wing pilot, and he was a spy there, and she was actually the commanding officer of the uh, that was sent to hunt down these spies, and she was ordered to let one go. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So did she think that she was actually? giving him information to fight Did, was she really a traitor or she was double double cross no she was told by the empire make sure one gets back to the rebellion to tell them we're, we're amassing this fleet because mm. remember it's all part of the emperor's plan and, yeah that's pretty um, cool yeah that is pretty cool sometimes it gets a little too serendipitous you know what i mean like, like but i mean it's interesting it's like it's like does she let she lets him go because she wants him to li- live but the same the same way she's still loyal to the exactly yeah you know, exactly. yeah exactly it's interesting. Um, so uh, let's see. She, so and then she sees that there's a second Death Star being built. Mm-hmm. And she kind of freaks out a little bit because she wasn't a big fan of the first Death Star, just morally. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts talking to other people about it, just like picking their brains. You mean the Life Moon? The Life Moon. And other people like this is kind of cool. Um, and it kind of explains why we have a second Death Star as opposed to just George Lucas running out of ideas. <laughs> um, but they had to rebuild. 
because everybody knew about this Death Star and they couldn't let it be known that Rebels destroyed it. So they had to rebuild it to say, like, no, what? It's fine. You that's, heard what? That's, that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I dug that a lot. Um, so she was a TIE pilot at, at the Battle of Endor. He was an X-Wing pilot at the Battle of Endor. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, before the Battle of Endor, she sees uh, the Emperor for the first time when he comes aboard uh, the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, she's blown away because like apparently like all the holovids of the, of the emperor that she's ever seen show him like standing straight up, like thick. He's still, he's still emperor Palpatine. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like, he's still like, sen- little he's, like yeah, senator yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thick, thick hair, you know, like no, none of super jelly. Yeah. You know, I am, <laughs> um, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so and she's kind of like, when she sees him there, she's like, holy shit, like. Like, is this the guy I've been fighting for? Yeah. Um, also, what's interesting is, that, remember the guy that's, like, he's not a Twi'lek, but he has, like, a Twi'lek-looking head from the prequels that hangs around Palpatine? Yes. Um, his name is Masa Meta. He's still alive. Really? Yeah. And after the Battle of uh, after the battle of Endor, he's one of the, 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 the Imperials, the high-ranking Imperials, trying to keep order on Coruscant as order is beginning to fall apart. Huh. Um... Also, interestingly enough, uh, which I guess is what we'll find out more about it being called the First Order, mm-hmm. but the Empire fragments, and basically every moth is like scrambling to take the spot of Emperor. So the Empire goes to war with itself. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Uh, so anyway, they eventually, <clears throat> they eventually do get their shit together. And it leads us to the Battle of Jakku. And during the Battle of Jakku, Thane, is, as an X-Wing pilot, boards the Star Destroyer that she's assigned to. She initiates the self-destruct because she knows she's been boarded, which is like protocol. Mm-hmm. Thane stops it, gets to her. They fight to kind of save each other. Like She's like, I'm going to put you in an escape pod. And he's like, no, I'm going to get you in an escape pod. Like, Let's fight her about it. And he eventually stuns her. He finds a gun and like stuns her. And gets her off planet. They get back to Jakku, and she's arrested. Mm. Um, but that star destroyer—it's like heavily hinted that the star destroyer that Ray is in is like her star destroyer. Hmm. Um, and uh, and then this is interesting to me too. This is a direct quote from the book: "Imperial vessels stay within the core and inner rim as defined by the treaty." What does that mean? Like apparently, like the, the, the every imperial vessel that's now known of has to stay within like the core, like you know, like so. I guess they can keep an eye on them, mm-hmm. and that's defined. That's a defined element of the treaty between the Empire and the uh, the New Republic and the New Republic after the Battle of it. So, so that I wonder if if that's why you see that one planet. From that one planet, from right. Starkiller Base, you see that one planet. Cause maybe they waited for the Republic to cycle through to a close planet. Exactly. That's pretty interesting. Um, other than that, they are actually. I don't know if this is going to be important later on or not, so I just included it. But the Empire is the the majority of the Empire is actually in the Quelahan Nebula. Okay. Which is an ionized gas cloud. Okay. Um, they're there because it confuses all of the the ionized gas confuses the sensors of all the scanning ships and so forth, and that's where the empire is regrouping and reforming. Um, 
does now does it mention the uh, first order at all? It does not. So the first order, because I think the first, it seems that the first order is not part of the empire. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because remember, they even said, you know, we, we, we found part of the star map from the remnants of the empire. You know. Yeah. So I wonder if the first order is going to be a separate entity from if there's remnants of the like other parts that would of the be empire. interesting. That would be was, cool. If there was an empire and a first order, and they were not the same thing. Yes. That Agreed. would be interesting. Agreed. So that's basically uh, that book in a nutshell. I don't recommend anyone read it. If anyone's reading it to get juicy tidbits about the 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 new canon world that we're going to live in or the sequel trilogy, stop. <laughs> don't bother. Waste of time. Um, and it's 550 pages. So you didn't even enjoy it, the writing, though? No, it's very it's very focused on this love story. The scene's kind of forced and not really like 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 with by like the first two chapters, you kind of get their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. And then they just sort of like doggy paddle in it for like another 500 pages. Mm. Um, you know, like their life changes, but like the relationship between the two pretty much stays the same. It's tested. Do you know what I mean? It's tested by new challenges, new allegiances, et cetera. But it's pretty much the same bag of tricks. Are you? Are they going to be characters in future books? You know, I don't. Okay, I don't. Um, so I read that. I also got uh, SH Figwarts Obi Wan Kenobi, and it is fucking awesome. Nice. Um, just that line is blowing me away. Just it, it, it's knocking it out of the park. Everything from that clone trooper forward has just been knocking it out of the park. Man. You need I, a new. Thank God, thank God, you got a new shelf system over there. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got the old new skull cave. Too. Got new shelves too in the in the skull cave. So is that what we're calling it now, skull cave? Yeah, the skull cave. I like it. Um. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's good. I got them in service, and I got some some breathing room now for a while. Awesome, awesome. All right, so so now we can get into the news. Are we got an hour and a half in? <sighs> yeah, I think we should play a game real quick. Okay, let's play. Okay, I love games. So we're gonna play a game. It's gonna be called. Guess that '80s theme song. Okay. Dun dun dun. So, uh, so what I'm gonna do? All right. So for you guys listening, I uh, this is all right. So Mr. Skullface is pretty well known with the old music. You know, got some skill sets with the music. Some would brag about it. Never him. Not, not me. Um. So hold on. I gotta find uh, starred. So for you guys' listening pleasure, I will download this. Uh, oh shit. I'm gonna download this and and play it later, uh, but for for Mr. Skullface listening pleasure, I'm just going to play it through the my speaker here, and you're gonna to try to guess that theme music, and see how well you know your uh, '80s tunes. Should okay. be fun. So you guys will get it crystal clear. So hopefully, if I edit this thing right. So are you ready? Yes. And let's put this out. You had no idea I was doing this. Zero. Zero idea. So I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot. And there's some easy ones. Some real easy ones, and there's some ones I threw in here. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna make this one a little hard. Okay. Now the test will be because I don't have my other computer. The test will be if I can remember which one's which. Yeah, I may <laughs> fail at this too. I'm not. I'm not I'm All gonna... right, you ready? Uh, yeah. All right, let me turn this motherfucker up, so you can hear it through my speakers. All right. Guess that '80s tune, and we're gonna go. All right, maybe this is work. Uh. Dallas. Very good, sir. All right. 
That's right. That is Dallas that I think went on for like 14 years. Yeah, okay. my mom loved Dallas. It was, like, it, was like, it was like her stories. Dallas, Falcon Crest. God, I know this. You know this one. I think you've sampled that one. Mm, not sure. I don't know. I can't call it off the top of my head. Airwolf. 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 Classic. Yep. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> uh, anything? Is it like a is it like a comedy, like a half hour comedy show? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What is it? I don't know. I'll give you I'll give you one clue. Heroin addict. <laughs> I am not going to be able to get it from that clue. Okay, I'll give you another clue. Cats. Alf. There it is. There it is. It's Alf. <laughs> I, I knew. I knew. I, I knew that. I knew the world it lived in. I just couldn't place it. All right. Ringtone. You gotta go a little bit more. I, I can't. I can't. You got That's it. Bum 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 do 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 do. There's words in it, man. So that's all you get for that one. We talked about it last podcast, though. I'll give you a hint. Play again. I don't know if I can do that. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God, I know this song, but I don't know what it's from. do, 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 do. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know it. Ducktales. Oh god damn it. <laughs> All right. I need the next part. Do 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 there you go and it's hard because there's ones with, there's so many ones with words yeah 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 all right if you don't get this one i'll punch you in the face ass crusaders working <laughs> overtime fighting crime <laughs> fighting crime Yo, there's a um real quick there's a if I know that one. That's a tough one. Because it wasn't that catchy. You know? But it was a very popular show. But I just want to say the Mass Crusaders song, for those yeah. who are interested, there is a version out there that's like a full-length song that the guy made for that show. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fucking breathtaking. It's three, <laughs> it's three verses that guy gets so super into it by the end. Uh, that last one was MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MacGyver. Oh, I, I, I watched MacGyver. I know, I know. Like I, 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 that one I wouldn't be able to get. Get like I wanted to get that one. Oh, I gotta get MacGyver in here, and I was listening. To it, I was like, oh yeah, this song isn't that good. Yeah, there's one in here that's super obscure. Obscure. I'd be really, you know, if you get this one, I don't know if it's the next one or not. Shit, I need to hear that one from the beginning. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> 
I don't know. I know it, but I don't know it. Magnum PI. Uh, oh, you know why? I think I know it from a Cameron sample. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was too easy. It was a hard one to find a, a, a decent piece where, you know, people would, would not. I'm trying to make it a little bit difficult. That's from a cartoon. That's that's probably the hardest one. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Punky Brewster. Uh, yeah. Very popular, obscure cartoon, though. Oh, weird. It's a weird one. All right, let's keep going. I don't know. Spin it. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's a good one. God, 1979, Amazing Spider-Man, live yeah. action. Yeah, I don't know that. That one is it, it's all porn music. The whole <laughs> do your guys do yourself a favor, watch it. It's 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 horrible, but it's awesome at the same time. Loved it. Like it, every once in a while, it would come on as like a Saturday special, and they play like all four episodes, and I fucking videotape every one of them. So someplace in the old VHFs archives. Bam, 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 Mission Possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody should know this one. I know that much. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Lone Ranger? <laughs> no, it's Bonanza. Come on. Bonanza, yeah, I don't know. All right. This, that one's probably the hardest one. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I lost my place. That was uh, Auto Man. You know, the guy that, the guy that turned into a car? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible. That's what that is. Alright, that's that one. Oh, we already did that. We already did bananas. We're getting to that. Bananas, man. This is an Auto Man. The awesome tunes of Auto Man, one more time. <laughs> Alright. Night Rider. Yeah. Fuck, I don't even, I don't remember that which that without which one that was. Alright, what's this one? I don't know. That's Star Trek Next Generation, which is the nineties. What that was that other sense. one? Fuck. Oh, I gotta go back and listen to that one myself. There's Knight Rider. <laughs> or... Oh fuck, I don't know what that one is. That was Star Trek. That was in the 90s, but. Ba, ba, ba. 
Theme song to Falcon Crest. <laughs> it used to come I, on after Dallas. I'm gonna. I, I tell you what, Falcon Crest. I'll put that. That'll be the end of the show. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. I got to figure out what the other one is. All right. So those of you guys who know that the missing tune, go back and listen to it and let me know what it is. Give us a like. <laughs> Press one if you know the answer. Give us a favorite. All right. Um, it felt good. It felt yes, good. That was good. That was fun. That was fun. So, yeah. let me ask you a question. Shoot. What do you think of the new Suicide Squad? Dude, I'm I'm so excited. I am like I watched that yesterday, and because somebody called me up, buddy of mine called me up. He's like, dude, so and so just said that Suicide Squad is be better than Batman v Superman. Dude, what do you think, man? And I'm like, uh, you know what? I, I know that the trailer is being released right now. Uh, let me let me watch it and let me call back to you. Of course, I was like, fuck, no, it's not. Get the fuck out of here, right, man. Right, right. Smack you in the face. Uh, and then, after and then, you hit, and then you hit him with the Gucci Man, bitch. Yeah, it, it might be. Yeah, after after I watched it, I was like, "Holy fuck, they might just do that shit." <laughs> like I, I, I'm like, "Holy shit, dude!" That favorite scene, bar none, is when the Joker like jumps into that pit of chemicals, which I'm assuming to save Harley, uh-huh. and just how, like, how releasing his body is to it. You know yeah, I mean? I'm just jumping and just just embracing it. Like, I just gave me goosebumps. My favorite scene is a tie. Well, first of all, uh, Captain Boomerang is doing it for me. I just yeah. want to say that. Oh, yeah. Which um, I'm glad. Because, like, I, I was like, oh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I know. But, I know. It, you know. but you And know, it puts us in a good spot for Flash in the future. Yes, I concur as well. Um, but uh, I, I want to say not. that uh, I, I think for me, and I, I know how this sounds, everybody, okay? And, yes, I love the Joker. So, I am, you know, I, I have bias. I can admit it. It's him in that tux, man. I don't know what it is, but it's something about him in that tux that feels so right to me. No, dude, dude, I can't wait to show you my toys. Yeah. No, dude, dude, like... That kind of supports what you've been saying, that you think it's going to be a very, like, a uh, close homage to both Nicholson and Ledger. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I am I'm already impressed with Jerry Lito's Joker. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care about... I haven't cared about the tattoos for a while. The teeth... Um, I like the, I like the teeth. Okay, I like it. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Like, it's it, it's something that's real yet comic booky about his teeth. Joker's teeth are their own character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a you good know, you said this before. Um, it, and it's hard to translate that into the real world. You know, because he's just got these mouthful of fucking teeth that don't make sense. Right, 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 right. He's got more teeth than Killer Croc. Right, and um. It, it's just something about that, and there's something about his madness that we've seen so far. When like, he's laying around all those weapons and it's laughing, I'm like, yeah. why the fuck would anybody do that? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, is he gonna be? Is the Joker gonna be the antagonist or some kind of cosmic bad guy? You know, because it looks like some kind of creature. Like we don't know. Like, and I love that. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. You the know? um. It's funny, like. Uh, I, 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 I talked to Tyler L this yeah. morning, okay. uh, briefly, and he, and 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 he had apparently he had uh, PM me last night and was like, uh, you know, wasn't feeling the trailer. Really? Yeah. So like, I got up and I I checked the trailer and I was like, man, I'm I'm liking it. 
And uh, and he was like, he was like, his problem with it is kind of similar to my problem with the Batman vs Superman one, is that like the first Suicide Squad trailer was so serious, mm-hmm. and this one does seem more fun. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I hear him, I hear him on that. But but my thing with it is that like, I think that Suicide Squad should walk that line. Like I don't think Batman vs Superman should walk that line. I I, I agree. I agree. I I. I am a little bit worried that the, my my one f- struggle with the film is I think that it's going to be one of those things where when they originally cast this movie, this movie was going to be about Will Smith uh-huh. in Deadshot. But as the movie started to unfold and the way it edited, that it's going to be about Harley and Joker and then Captain Boomerang is going to be a, 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 a big second. Like he's going to be, he's going to be the comic relief for the film, in a good way. Yeah, I'd be and, and okay he with that. he's going to be the the traitor. You know, like yeah. everybody in Star, you know, like that one scene everybody can't get over that shit in, in in the Force Awakens. I think that he's going to steal the show, but I think that Harley's going to be the main character, and I think that that might be a kind of an unbal- unbalancing thing to how the story gets told. Like I'm I'm concerned with that. Because that is a wide range of interesting characters, uh-huh. um, and and I think it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to balance with a cohesive story, you know. And if it's just like the third act where they finally get free, um, I might have a problem with that, you know. Oh, you think that that's how? You know, okay, I see. Yeah, I mean, like, like if that if that's if that's if that's it. If if the whole first act is them in jail. You know, and the the whole second act is them training, and then the whole third act is them being unleashed. I'm just like, eh. you know, like I, I think we need a, you know, I think we need a a a quick in medias race type of thing. I think we need a failed mission, and then I think we need a a good mission. You know, and I think there needs to be some consequences. In the film. I wonder how much of it is going to be flashback. Yeah, and in in like you know who. Which suicide? If we go through this movie and none of the Suicide Squad dies, fucking stupid. I'll go ahead and put that oh, out no, right now. I guarantee you, at least. I'm, yeah, I mean, they're not going to kill Killer Croc. Right. They're not going to kill Cat and Boomerang. They're not going to kill Harley. Why don't, you, why don't you think they'll kill Killer Croc? I don't know. See, I think Killer Croc might bite it. I also think that the uh, who else? Uh, I think that I think that everybody is 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 up for grabs with the exception of Harley. Well, we know Deadshot doesn't die. Deadshot. That's already been confirmed because he's in a, he's in the Batman. He's in movie. the Batman movie. Yeah. Um, and he's Will Smith. And yeah. as we all know, Will Smith doesn't die. Uh, did he die in, in earth after earth or whatever movie with the sun? I don't know. I think he did. I never saw it. I, I saw it. Can't remember. He blocked it from your memory. Blocked it. Dumb. Um, all, all Dude, son, but I, I all his son's celebrity the privilege. fucking Joker. Dude, I'm, I'm against celebrity privilege. The the fucking Joker, man. I can't get over that shit. And you know what, Maggie, whatever, whatever her name is, is Harley. I'm fine with her. Like, I'm. It's good. It's well cast. I'm just like, I'm gonna say something. I know people are gonna be mad. Like, I love Harley Quinn. I do. I, I you know my favorite Harley Quinn is is obviously Batman animated series where she was created. You know, she's Bruce Timm's creation. Um, not to say there's not great Harley Quinn stuff in the comic. There is. But, like, you know, this doesn't feel like Harley Quinn to me yet. Um, and it's not because I don't think Maggie, whatever her name is, doesn't look like Harley Quinn. She does. It's the voice. 
maybe yeah it's, yeah it, maybe that's it i think I, I, that's what it is for me like yeah i'm like i'm like man it doesn't sound like that playful harley yeah like it's playful but it's not the right cadence maybe yeah um, she doesn't have the right accent yeah 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 um but she she has also said that like she spent a lot of time on the accent so maybe we just didn't we just haven't heard enough like enough lines in a row. I, I, you know, and, and I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be pleasantly surprised. I think this would be good. That voices in her head shit. That was funny stuff. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And I almost, I almost hope that she's more. I hope that she's funnier than the Joker. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen a real funny Joker though. If you think about it. No, that's true too. You know, we had the I mean, monster. was pretty fucking funny. Though. He was funny, but it was more like. He was more like slapstick, goofy, funny. Like, uh, you know, I, I think there's an element of that. That I mean, luscious tan, those ruby lips, and hair color, so natural. But that's only funny. That's not really slapsticky. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I know, I know. Just like, the, the, another rooster in the hen house is like one of my favorite lines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this veil. <laughs> no, never rubbing up the man's rhubarb. Yeah, that too. Um, but I mean, it, it's but like, there's some shit that the Joker says in the comic book that I, you know, that there's lulls. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but it looks good. I, th- I think, like, uh, you know, I, to me, I'm getting less of a dead, sh- a dead shot movie. Um, with yes, this. absolutely. Um, and that, I, but I, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be some struggles in that. How the way it's it's played out, I think that might be a problem. For I for, think for it for might Joe Citizen. Yeah, I think it might be a better movie if it was just about, you know, one person and then everything else, like, film, sake. Yeah. Um, but I, I and I just don't know how it's going to plan out. I hope it's you know I want a little bit of everybody. Um, Killer Croc is is also like I'm okay with it. Um, I'm good. I'm yeah. signed oh, on. Oh, dude! Breaking news: Star Wars Episode Eight got a new release date, uh, pushed to December 2017. Damn it! I knew it. I'm happy with that though. Take your time. Give it to me right. Give it to me right. That kind of bums me out. Ugh. I knew it. I knew it, dude. I, I knew it was going to get too confusing with Rogue One marketing wise. Yeah. Because, like, they would have, like, like I had said, like, they would have to start marketing for that bitch in May. And they got yeah. a movie coming out in December. This, with Rogue One coming out in December, we'll get the trailer for episode eight with Rogue One. Yeah. And that's how it'll go. Yeah. Anyway, back back to, back to who, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really necessarily have anything else. Okay. And also, damn it, Captain America Civil War D23 trailer leaks online. Fuck. We might have to stop the podcast and watch that motherfucker real quick. Yeah, send me a link. <laughs> well, all right, we'll be right back, guys. All right. I mean, it's cool. It's what fine. It? Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Still looks good. Um. So it just so many so many memes today. Some of the links. So yeah, like Falcons. That's a little extra. I mean, I guess in the comic book he had like a real bird falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so this is a little little robot falcon that comes out of his backpack that he needs to infiltrate it. stuff. Yeah, cool. I like I like I like it. And they do little things like that. I'm good. Um, yeah, I I'm, I think it looks good. I'm I'm still trying to get over that fucking Star Wars shit, man. Ugh, that bums me out. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd be like, happy. I'm, I'm, like I'm okay with it, but like, you know, like you're so finicky, man. It wasn't a month ago. You're like, no, I don't want it to be. I want it to be two years. I don't want it to be a year and a half. I'm gonna take their time. It worries me. I'm concerned now. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh. You might have. You said it on the podcast. 
go back and listen to some old episodes. Have to, but I don't recall saying that. I was excited because I was like, I, I am. You might have caught me in a moment there, but I, overall, I've been excited because I've been like, man, like we're gonna get a fucking trailer for this thing in May. It's gonna feel like like this is gonna be like the shortest lapse ever in mm-hmm. fucking you know Star Wars history. Like we're used to three years. This is half the time. Blah blah blah. Like that. That's kind of been my general consensus. So yeah, kind of just caught me in a moment. So. Um, so speaking of Star Wars, I'm just gonna go through some of this stuff. Okay. Uh, Jar Jar Binks actor will not would not return if asked. Yeah, dude. But that... he did the voice in the fucking video, the Infinity video game, which is obnoxious, obnoxious. Like it was extra Jar Jar. I'll tell you, man. Like that. Um, that interview was hard to watch. Yeah. Like I, I felt, I felt bad for the guy. I don't know, man. I mean, he's probably like, all right, right? He probably has money. Yeah, like, no, I mean, like, I don't. It's, 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 if I bumped into the guy in the street, I wouldn't know it was him. So it's not like he's getting death threats. He's not, he's not Jake Lloyd. No, I, would, I don't want to start a GoFundMe for him or anything. I'm just saying that, like, I, I feel bad. Like, you get, you get to be a part of Star Wars. Yeah. Which is, like, everybody's dream ever. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, the one character that, like, everyone kind of unanimously hates. Um, It's just. It just but I don't think they hate him for it. I think they hate fucking Lucas for it. I, 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 would, I would agree with you. But I, I just like it wasn't. It wasn't until he said like, "Nah, I, I wouldn't come back. I've done enough." I was like, oh. "I've done enough damage." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "Dude!" Like I wanted to tell him, "Like man, it is not your fault." Yeah, I hear you. What's your problem is heart's too big. My heart's too big. I'm the opposite yeah. of the Grinch. Um, I don't know, man. I like. I I do wish that Jar Jar was the bad guy. I wish that Jar Jar was Sidious. Have you have you watched that video? I have. It's actually compelling. It's, it's pretty funny. It's compe- it's like, compelling. It is. It is. It is. It is. Like, but like yeah. like like I've heard like impersonators do like that are really good at doing the Jar Jar voice. Like you know like there's those people that are like oddly good at a specific voice. Yeah. yeah. Like there's those people that can nail Gollum or Smeagol's voice. Like yep. you're just like holy shit. Like I, I've seen people do it and like talk like like as Jar Jar as a Sith Lord and it is kind of like it, I mean it's goofy but it's unnerving too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but whatever. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, uh, Chronicles of Narvia, Narnia, the Silver Chair, will reboot the franchise. Oh, wait, do we want to do we want to go through all the Star Wars stuff first? Oh, dude, I don't know. Let's just let's, just, let's just see where it goes. I feel like we should try to stay organized. Oh, or you, do the if, you want, if you want to be organized, press one. Give us a like. <laughs> um. All right. What 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 is the Star Wars stuff? Uh, well, let's do Batman vs Superman because we kind of wanted to touch on that last week. Okay. And uh, and didn't get, get didn't get an opportunity to. So let's make sure we start there. All right. Um. So you you had stuff you wanted to say about it, and, and then I'll I'll scroll yeah, through. Yeah, I don't even remember what I wanted to say about. It. Just start talking about it, and then I'll then I'll remember. Um. I uh well they had that special that went on last night or two nights ago, whatever you know this podcast gets released. Um, I'm I'm getting more and more excited about it um and I, and I think that I think that all of our worries are for are for don't I, I I'm not I'm not concerned anymore I'm, I'm I got faith you know what I mean I got faith in everything I think it'll be good there's starting to be some little things little concepts that I like uh you know with that whole the whole vehicle scene you know the bat is dead bury it um it just speaks volumes to their ideology and and I think that it's going to be the movie for fans that I've always wanted it's going to yeah. dive really deep into that those philosophical differences of those two men. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm interested to see what happens. And I, and I know it. Well, not for nothing, I'm ready to see where they go with Lex because I, I do think there's more to that than we realize, uh, and that excites me as well. Well, there, we might be getting a, a bigger villain than Doomsday. You heard this? Yes. Snyder said, "You you have Doomsday, right? He doesn't just crawl out of the ground. He has his own mythology, right? So that has to be explored." Yes. Um. Yeah. So, which, is, which is kind of a which is kind of funny because Doomsday does just crawl out of the ground in the comic book. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I kind of feel like he's having a go, you know? Yeah. And you know what, man? Not for nothing. Let's just pretend. Can you? Can we just pretend for a while? Sure. What if this movie is so fucking epic and Snyder's like, you know what? I'm going to give him this doomsday. They're going to fucking bitch about it. They're, that expectation is going to be set so low. When they see what's really going on, they're just going to come in their pants. And I kind of feel like that's where it's going. Like, that's what I'm preparing for. Like, I don't want to have a heart attack of excitement when I'm in the theater. So I'm like, Oh, I got you, Mr. Tricky trickster. I know what you're going to do. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, man. Well, the, the, the working rumor is that it is, uh, what you call, uh, bizarro. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. Cause it, it's like you said before, it's too much of one and not enough of another. Well, like if you think about it, man, like if he's fucking around with Kryptonian DNA and he has Zod's body, mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel if he turned Zod into Bizarro? I would actually like that. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I almost I, wish I, he had, like, the body of another Kryptonian, like that the, the the big one that was supposedly, you know, the same guy from Superman 2. Well, maybe he does. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. But Zod, I feel like Zod, had, Zod is one of those few Superman villains that really has his own identity, like, really ironed out. Yeah, but you know what? There's been so many incarnations of Zod, and Zod has died and, and come back so many times. I'm kind of done with Zod. Like... Like, the only reason Zod is cool is because of Superman 2. That's the only reason. You know, T- uh, Terrence Stamp just did an awesome job portraying Zod, and he's just a he's just a fucking awesome bad guy, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- there's been, like I said before, there's been so many incarnations of Zod, I, I, don't, I can't even keep up anymore, you know? There's, like, the one Zod that was in the Phantom Zone, and there's the one Zod that was, that was possessed... Some guy and he became Zod for a long time. He had that black armor, and you know, and Jim Lee did his version of Zod. And there's the Zod that came from Krypton, and there's a Zod that was, you know, in the Phantom Zone. And like, you know, there's just so many fucking Zods. I don't even care anymore. There's yeah. a Zod that's his uncle, you know, um, that that's not that's not Kara's father, like the other side of the family. It's just it's just fucking dumb. Yeah. You know? so. Comic book movie uh, is is saying that it is revealed that it's. That it is bizarro. Really? Um, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know? And I, I think we talked about it a little bit. I mean, I love bizarro. Um, yeah. And it's, and how would he do bizarro and, like, do him in a way that he could, you know, be done in a movie? Because that would be really difficult. Like, you know, that wouldn't well, be I hope stupid. he's not. I, I don't want them to start killing off all these villains. I, I don't want them to take the Marvel route and kill off all these villains. Before neither neither really do I. Neither get the opportunity. Because DC has richer villains. Oh, Absolutely. You know? And I, I want them to be able to take their time a bit and really fucking uh, yeah. go on from there. Uh, you also made a very clever joke on our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> oh, did I? You did. You're, uh, but, I, I, how's that working out for you? What's being, that? Being clever and all. You know what? I haven't had many complaints. <laughs> when someone already has their mind made up about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> but that's not true. Um, I'm, I, I, am, I am open-minded uh, about it. I just, I just am no longer excited. Is, is a better way to put it. You're, you're just, dude. This, this is how you deal with. Uh, this is just how you deal with un- the unknown. You put that shield up. 
put that barrier up <laughs> so nobody hurts your so nobody hurts your feelings. Block so, so that you can't okay. hurt me. Yeah. You can't hurt little yeah, I'm Bobby. Not, I'm no, not gonna one was, no one was there for me when I was a kid. I'm not going to let this I'm happen. protecting myself. I'm not going to let this happen. <laughs> That's uh, not true. Batman. Uh, That's ba- impossible. Affleck is looking forward to rebooting the Batman universe. Yeah. Um, he says, I'll just say going through the process, I would never have imagined that I could or would direct a movie like this. And in working with Snyder and seeing what he did with watching him every day, I got really inspired by that. And by seeing the scope in which he was telling the story, by seeing what he was able to do with this kind of mythic story on a grand scale. Here's the big thing about Affleck that I don't think anybody's put together yet, mm-hmm. why he's going to be the best Batman. But, well, the big thing about him is his neck. But aside from- <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, the big thing about him is his friends. You don't think Kevin Smith is going to be fucking tightly associated with that yeah, shit? Yeah, sure, sure. But, like, Kevin Smith, like, it's not like Kevin Smith isn't incapable of fucking up a Batman story. Because, like, the Batman stories that he actually wrote are kind of meh. Which ones did he write? Uh, I don't know. They're, they're so... I have them on trade downstairs. You can hold them. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that the love for the character, like, he's he's going to do Yeah, he definitely stuff. loves the character. I mean, his show is called Fat Man on Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, and then we saw the the prototype or whatever the art the the art for um, Justice League. Justice League. Not feeling good. Flash, man. I'm feeling it. Not feeling Flash. I'm on board. I like that. Love it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that guy's Barry Allen, man. I just. I don't see it, man. Well, it's, it's hard to see in that in that suit. <laughs> no, but no. I watched the, the special. He's talking about it. like to watch him. It's the first time I've seen him talk. You know, like his his mannerisms and everything. <laughs> Doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like Barry Allen to me, but you know we'll see. I mean I, I'm, you know I'm gonna, I'm ex- I'm still excited. You know? Yeah, I'm trying to look at this uh, Wonder Woman. Now the Wonder Woman uh, scenes. Sneak peek. Yeah, very interesting, man. Um, him, yeah. The the most interesting thing to me is that they say like she's the she's the the best fighter in the DC universe. Like they go in and put that out there. So this was on that Legends of Tomorrow. This yes. was last night, right? Yes, yes. Um, I'm I really. I'm really fucking with that concept. You know what, what I mean? What is it? I think she, like she's the, she is the best fighter in the DC universe. You know what I mean? Like she's beautiful and she's, she's, you know, strong. She's very powerful. And like, she is just a fucking warrior. Uh-huh. Like that is who the fuck she is. I'm on board. Um, yeah. And I just, and like, there's, there's a scene where she's like putting on a costume and like, uh-huh. she's got her glasses on the hat and like, I guess this takes place during world war two or world war one. I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, and I don't know, that's going to be interesting, too, because obviously Steve Trevor, which is pr- played by Chris, is Chris Captain Pine. Kirk. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's going to be, you know, is he going to be in the the modern time as well? Is there going to be some, you know, time travel element or, you know, frozen carbonite? Who fucking knows? Because, you know, he's going to be an old man, yeah. you know, or, or and or dead by the time that shit comes to to the modern era. Yeah. Um. And is she is she going to be working in the shadows all that time? You know, so I'm I'm interested to see what happens with that. I'm excited about her, and uh, you know, it, it you know it, it if Superman is the first one, if Superman is the first character that the world kind of knows about, like like for reals, and uh-huh. the government hasn't been hiding it for years. For keeps. Yeah is is it going to be one of those things where him coming out is going to be like, all right, I'm going to go back out there or does something else happen? And I'm, so I'm just intrigued. Yeah. I, like, I think with her, man, like, it's just, they got to be really careful. They do. They do. Um, I don't know how like, I feel about her, like riding around on a horse and shit all the time. 
That shit seems kind of goofy to me. Exactly. Well, like, you know, like riding around a horse, killing Nazis. Like, she's just, it's just got to be, they got to be careful. Yeah. They got to be, there's a thin line between cool. It looks like most of it is, is at, is at night, which I think helps. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's just one of those things like, cause this, this needs to make you think, this needs to make you buy into her so that we don't have to waste any time with her at Justice League. Yes. You know, so for for this for Justice League to be able to take the time with the other characters, which now Green Lantern is confirmed for, yes, um, this needs to really lock her in in a good way. And uh, I, so, like that's that's the going to be the challenge. I'm going to go ahead and say it because th- this is I think that the Justice League you're going to see is a, a world changing event, and everybody's just going to you know show up at it's going to be like you know that giant ongoing shot on the avengers movie where it keeps on like you know it, it flies the one avenger he battles a little bit then it flies the other avenger he battles a little bit i think that that's going to be it i mean you're going to you're going to see the justly they're going to come together during this epic battle but we're not going to get much character until the next movie and uh-huh. i'm fine with that yeah you know like let's just let's just get them let's get them on screen let's see what they look like and we can we can go back and explain the rest of it because I, I think that's just more realistic of there being a emergency, these guys coming out of the woodworks, and then once the dust cl- settles, they're looking around like, hey, maybe we need to have Did a talk We just about become this. best friends. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's more I think that's more legit than some a, government yeah. agency. You know, we're tra- we're gonna start the Justice League uh, initiative. Yeah, you no, know, no, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm I'm absolutely on board for that. I yeah. just want I I just don't want. I don't want it to seem like a like a, a, a bunch of people you don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I want them to, to make sure that they establish who these characters are in that movie. But you know what, man? We've said this dozens of times. Like, let's just do a Batman movie. We don't need to know about Wayne. No, 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 like, no, no. Everybody knows a, that. I don't need know? an origin. I don't need Green Lantern's origin. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't need Barry Allen's origin. Mm-hmm. I need to know who they are as characters, though. I need to care about them. When they get involved in this big thing, but don't you already care about them? Yeah, but I'm talking about Joe Citizen. Yeah, but isn't I mean I think, but that's what I'm saying. I think everybody knows. I I, I think that these guys have reached the point where everybody knows about them. Everybody cares about them, and we're good. I don't don't know. We're good. I don't know know either. I disagree. I think with that because I I feel like most of the time, you know, people don't. Most of the time, people don't really understand. Uh, I, I think that maybe the show The Flash is helping with him, but they definitely don't get Green Lantern or Cyborg or you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I. I, I think I, it, I think if any character we get more of, it'll be Cyborg. I think we'll get the most, but besides Batman and Superman. But see, I think Batman and Superman might give us enough on Cyborg. You know? No, no. I'm saying like I think that's that's who we're gonna get the, the most of. Yeah, but like, I'm Bat- saying I'm talking about Justice League. You know what I mean? Like oh no, I'm talking oh, oh 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 you're talking about the Justice League movie. Yes. Okay, my bad. I'm, I thought you were talking about Batman Superman. Okay, no, Batman versus Superman. I don't. I don't need to know shit about Green okay. Lantern or the Flash or anything. Perfect. That's that. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you 100. percent We were just. We were just, okay. just a missing little, each other. Yeah, yeah. It's missing each other on that one. Yeah. I think that we are going to get the most out of. We're going to get the most from Cyborg in the Batman v Superman movie. Like at the end of, end of Batman v Superman, we're we're know more about Victor Stone, um, than any of the other characters besides Batman and Superman. I agree. And so, Wonder Woman possibly. And Wonder Woman possibly. We can wait but, on her. She can be terribly mysterious, I think, and be fine. I think so too. She's got her own movie coming up beforehand, so no, you know. No, that, Wonder Woman's not coming out before Batman v Superman. No, but it's coming out before Justice League. Ah, yeah, I'm tracking. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. 
you know, we're like, all, all this shit needs to make Justice League pay off, I feel like, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that uh, by the time, we, you know, I don't, I don't, what I'm saying about uh, Green Lantern and them is that I just don't want them to pop up out of nowhere in Justice League. And Yes, I agree. I want to know agree. a little bit more about them before they, they start I think the Justice them. League is probably going to be some flashback stuff. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, if I were to guess. If I were a guessing man. A-OK with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... Uh, How we do we like the Batmobile? Have we talked about the Batmobile? Not, not, not in depth. It's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, like I, I kind of reserve judgment on the Batmobile because I didn't like the Tumbler. Yes. Um, Until you saw it in live action. And even when I saw it in live action, like I, I still needed to live with it for a while. Yeah. It, the Tumbler is not my favorite Batmobile whatsoever. Well, the Tumbler is a big leap from what we know as the Batmobile. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like. The Tumbler is a very different type of vehicle. Like when you're just used to seeing everything so sleek all the time. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just a it's just a, a level of acceptance. It's just yeah. be wild to accept it. Um, I hated the Tumbler when I first saw it. Uh, when I first saw it in the movie, I liked it. Um, and I I I still I still like it. The one problem I always had with that is that I thought that in in Dark Knight it should not look like the Tumbler anymore. I think that he should have made modifications on it. So it did not look like this Wayne Enterprises piece of equipment, which which they addressed in that movie, and I, ha- I I'm happy that they did. Uh-huh. Um, but I never that never felt that never felt okay with me. Gotcha. Like like I love I love the Dark Knight series, but he was kind of a shit Batman in regards to keeping a secret. You know what I mean? He's kind of a shit Batman, and he kind of was a shit Bruce Wayne when it comes down to, you know, the totality of of what Batman should do to keep his shit squared away. You know I, I, mean? I I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, I also think that that might be. A, I think the reason why I like that is because I think it it might be a little bit more true to life. If it, you know what I mean? Like, oh that, yeah, that, I mean, it's de- I, I I definitely think that it was intentionally done that way because exactly. you want to make it as real as possible. Right. Because you in know? real life, it'd be next to impossible to keep that shit a secret. Yeah. For so I mean, long. like like not for nothing, Bruce Wayne probably has to be a serial embezzler. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, he he. The, the financial crimes that he probably has to commit with his own company to do what he, he's, he's done would probably make Enron, you know, yeah. be like, what the fuck, man? Now, let's, you know, not to say that he's not, you know, going out and spinning it on hookers and blow. I right. mean, he's like, you know, trying to save people. So right, there's, sure. there's some, you know, there's some good things there. Um, but yeah, it would definitely be some shit that people would not be, would not, would, would be shocked about if they ever, you know, got into the, you know, if the, you know, a forensic account ever came into his shit and started checking it, people would be fucking pissed. Right. You know? So, anyway. Uh, what's next? Uh, let's talk about the Deadpool shit. Oh, yes. So, uh, reviews are coming out. That it's amazing. That it's amazing. Yeah. Best Marvel um, movie ever. Best Marvel movie ever. And it's not really a Marvel movie. It's just funny. Um, also, this woman uh, has decided to petition... And she's like a comic book fan. Like she knows her shit. She's not like a soccer mom that's just trying to get involved. Like mm-hmm. she's on her shit. Um, but she has petitioned that it be made uh, a PG thirteen version. Um, because because uh, of the marketing of it being marketed towards kids, um, I think that if it didn't have a green band trailer, which would be just fucking marketing suicide, right? Um, but if it didn't have a green band trailer, maybe she wouldn't have got on this wagon that she's on. I also think that if uh, at the end of the red band trailer on YouTube, he didn't say, now kids, 
or on the, at the end of the Green Band trailer, if he didn't say, now, kids, go ask your parents if you can watch the Red Band version. <laughs> but I mean, that's the marketing. That's, that's the marketing genius I, I of it. I, I, I agree with you, but I'm saying I, I think that's where she's coming from. Uh, I, I, I don't think that she is. I'm saying I understand where she's coming from. I don't think that it's right. I, yes. I think that we need to come to terms with the idea that not everything needs to be accessible to everyone. Yes. Um, however, you, that, you just have your rated R privilege. It, it, well, I do have my rated R privilege because I am over the age of 17. That's true. I didn't even take that into consideration. Mm, you bastard. I have 17-year-old privilege. Mm-hmm. Post-17. Yeah. Um, that. But – uh, what I think is more awesome is now there's been a counter uh, petition? petition that they make it X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is where the internet wins. In Absolutely. Life. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's when the trolling is so clever and so smart and still has a, a, a possibility of becoming more than a troll. Mm-hmm. Um, so I commend uh, the young lady or gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Your mom's a you know, fuck you. You can't see it. It's for big boys, and your mom's a whore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, I, I think that that is some old internet shit. Like, I don't think that's a, an official account. Oh, it's not. No, I don't think so. I thought it was. No, I don't think so. I, I think that it's either some Photoshop shit on the official account, or it's a fake. I now I need to go check the official account. Yeah. Um. I just I can't I can't imagine that they would do that. Like I I I, I can't. I think it's perfect. You know? I hear you. Just saying. Yeah. I, I can see that being a big marketing issue. Um. For winners, any, marketing uh, issue for winners. Yeah, I hear you. Um. So should we get like into- I, I want to I, I do want to make one statement. Um, do it. If she's a big Deadpool fan, fan, then she would never say this. Like, I don't think you can say, I'm a big Deadpool fan, but I want this movie to be PG-13, because that's that's a contradictory statement. Well, yeah, but it's not based on the character, though. It's based on the advertising. You know what I'm, I mean? like, I'm not buying it. That's I'm, her, I'm that's not buying it. I think that's, but I if, think... you look up, if you look up her Twitter shit, like, she's 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 in the game. You know what okay. I mean? Like, she's, 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 not, she's not a hashtag activist. That's not her bag. Like, she's in the game. She's she's in the, in the culture. She's in the world. She's she's not one of them. She's one of us. Hmm. That remains to be seen. <laughs> um, there's, let's a tra- there's a traitor in our midst. A traitor! Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, whenever I quote that line, I'm always quoting Kylo, never quoting uh, TR, 8R, or whatever his name is. Um, so you wanna, uh, let's, let's talk about that Secret Wars, number nine. Okay. Uh, so Marvel's basically written Fantastic Four out of the Marvel Universe. Kind of. Well, they're literally out of the universe because they're creating the universe. Yeah. Because they're basically God, which is kind of a tongue-in-cheek way to get rid of them. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, what do you mean we don't like our, our like, oh, it's one way to say, fuck you, Fox, but the same way to the fans, say, oh, no, 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 these are our prized characters. They're so, we're so prized that they're basically God now. It's genius. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the ending was kind of cool. Like it, 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 how did he destroy Doom? I didn't read that part. They, they, they like didn't really destroy him. Like they like undid everything with him. Like he's like a regular. He has like a regular face now. Oh, they they did heal him. Yeah. Does he now? Does he remember all before? I'm guessing. I don't think I don't think it goes into it. But he has that look on his face. Shout out to Yule. 
uh, Yul sent me, I don't know if he has like a comicsology subscription or whatever, but he sent me like every panel from like the last couple pages of Secret oh, for Wars real? 9. Yeah. And, shoot, um, shoot that shit to me. Okay, I will. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it just like, like he's like healed. I don't, and like, I don't know if that is, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that it's going to be one of those things about we'll to see how it shakes out in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind that being the end of Doom. You know, like yeah, like, I would be okay with that too. Yeah, like like you know, him and Reeves have been fighting for years, and they're like kind of enemies. So they they kind of had this mutual respect and love kind, for one another kind, at the same time. Kind of like frenemies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and kind of like the ultimate act of like respect and mercy at the same time. Like, hey, listen, we're gonna undo what you did. I'm fighting you. I'm not gonna let you win this, but I'm gonna give you back what you lost. Yeah. You know, you like because you deserve yeah. that much. I mean, yeah. Doom did save. Existence, and it's a very, know it's it. a very read thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I guess the family can, you know, live forever in in their little, you know, universe. Um, hopefully, protect us from the Beyonders. Maybe come back into the universe once. Yeah, it's the right. Spot. And I guess Miles Morales' mom is back alive. That that I don't. I'm not gonna speak about shit. I don't. I don't fucking know about. Um, I don't know about it either. But I, I've read that panel, and so there's two Spider-Mans now. There's like the original six one six Spider-Man, and Miles, which is I guess is cool, and everybody should be happy about that. Um. So I don't. You know, it's 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 you know. I guess everything hit the reset button and it's back to normal, like normal Marvel bullshit. Fashion. But it's still not. But it still is. There's a new Hulk. I don't know if I like Bruce Banner not being the Hulk anymore. Who's the Hulk now? Some Asian guy that loves being the Hulk. Oh, I see. I don't like. I don't know how I feel about it. That Hulk liking to be the Hulk. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know. What do you do? You turn. You turn it on its head, and you know what I mean. But yeah. uh, it just seems like that should be like a. Uh, you know, like it should be a common core value. Yeah. Agree. Um, Agree. Of the Hulk. So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to read the whole trade paperback when it's all put together and it's all nice and lovely. Yeah, I will too. Yeah. And I also like I um. Just to circle back real quick to Deadpool, that China is going to try oh, yeah. to ban it. Fuck China. What's the word on that? Oh, just this gratuitous sex and violence and stuff that we talked about beforehand. And they're just like, not, not here. Yeah. We got we're, we're, we're China and we have morals. That's right. We got standards. <laughs> Good grief. Flood a whole village, you know, when we build a dam and then act like it doesn't exist, but that doesn't matter. You're, lo- you're, you're looking, you're looking awfully dark there, Pot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um. So is it time to go to Star Wars, or do you want to wrap up some of this other stuff first? I, I, I let's go to Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna start at the. Let's see, I start at the bottom of this. So okay, so this has been a big thing. Star Wars Episode Nine director promises satisfying answer to who Ray is. Yes. Um, and go ahead and talk about how you interpret it, and then I'll. I interpreted that we do not find out who Ray is in Episode Eight. Um, I, I think that I, I think. You would agree with me on that one too? No, I just um, you disagree. Okay, I don't think that we find out who who Ray is in Episode Eight, which leads me to believe that you know that's even further evidence that she is not Luke's daughter, um, and that we do not know her parents because she is a reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker. Okay, I think that we're definitely going to find out who it is in Eight, and that when he says we're going to make sure that the answer is deeply profound and satisfying, he's not saying we as in the Episode Nine crew. He's saying we as in the crew that's working on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think that way because JJ said, uh, I know a lot about Ray, but it's not for me to say, it's for whoever to say, the guy that's directing episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I definitely think she is. I think that uh, the other bit about uh, uh, what did he say about um, trying to find it? Oh, something that happened a long time ago, far away, and we're just telling you what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I think that what what that means is that it's going to feel very Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely going to be Hans, or she's definitely going to be Luke's. Is what I take from that. Yeah. Um, now there's other news about that with being the rewrites. Now I just want to before uh, the the internet starts getting too upset, I wanted to take a moment and explain what that is about. There were two other female characters that were going to play a big part in Episode Eight. Uh, one is played by an Asian actress. I don't, the reason why I say that is because they've made a big deal to make it known. Um, and they are going back to make these rewrites to make those characters less because they want to focus more on the characters they've already introduced. So everyone that's getting worked up, don't. They're doing it to focus more on the core characters for one and for two. Uh, most movies that end up being really good go through a number of rewrites and all movies go through a number of rewrites, including Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you'd like to add on that? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, the the, the story the, the big thing is the story was like they're gonna the rewrites are gonna focus more on the characters established in the Force Awakens. Correct. So, um, you, let, let me ask you this: Do you yeah. think they're gonna do a re rewrite of that stormtrooper that was like traitor, like he didn't die? No, uh, <laughs> because he's getting his own book. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, because of how popular he was. Yeah, that's funny. So he's getting like a novel. That's fucking and, funny. And I think that the novel will do all that it needs to do in regards to that. that, that, that like, the only thing is, is, like, fans have started calling him TR8R. Oh, you know, that's like, funny. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, they're obviously not going to do that because it's just a bit too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, to me, is kind of a bummer. Cowards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So that's that. The only other uh, bit of Force Awakens news that we have is is not really news but just um more more people with the anakin reincarnated theory did you want to talk any more about that i mean no i mean i think that i've talked about it to death I, I there's nothing that i've seen out there that people have come out with that stuff that i don't think i've talked about before right um i am it's interesting how how more popular it's becoming um so that's i think that's interesting and and I kind of also feel like if it gets too popular, they're more likely to be like, mm, you know, we're going to change it. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, we don't know. I, I do honestly believe that it it's probably still up in the air at this time until they, I mean, I think they have a, I think they have an idea where they wanted to go, but I think that that idea has changed. Um, I just had, I just had the sneaky suspicion. I don't know why. And we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, Kylo Ren on SNL. Dude. Amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I love it. It's, per- it's the best Star Wars parody of all time. I don't know that, that the voice try the voice act the, the acting. What do you mean auditions. you never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, yeah that one might. It's still the Kessel have Run, it. you know, the ship that made the Kessel Run on a, on a twelve parsecs. Yeah, that one might still have it. Uh, no, I, I mean that you one's think good. So. That one's good, but yeah, the Kylo Ren one is like, dude, Kylo Ren is shredded. I saw him in the shower; he's shredded. You know, that's dude. Your my mistake. favorite part of it is when the stormtrooper kicks the wrench. Sup, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> dude, so now like whenever. Whenever I I, I I like fuck up somebody's shit on purpose, like to fuck with them, I always say "What's up, man?" Like as I do it. Um, but yeah, really that's felt, really. I good. really felt for him, especially because I'm the one that killed him. You know? <laughs> and he makes him a card. Yeah, 
sorry, I killed your son, Kylo Ren. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, we got the trailer for Rebels. Did we? Yeah, like a, another trailer. It's like a mid-season trailer or whatever, I guess, for the second. Oh, for the cartoon. Yeah. All right, my bad. Um, Leia and, and Vader has a weird voice. <laughs> weird voice Vader is in it. It's, I mean, it's it's James Earl Jones, but like the like the modulator or, or whatever, like the the effects that's on it, like the reverb or whatever that they're using for it is like not right. Oh, really? Yeah, like it, it just doesn't sound like Vader to me. I don't know, maybe maybe to other people it does, but to me, I'm like, who's this? Is it less scary Vader for the kids? Uh, it's it's not. It's just different. It's just like you, you like you know how like you buy like you go buy like the toy shelf and you see like a toy Vader mm-hmm. and. You like press the button and you're like, that's not fucking Vader. Like yeah. when he, you know, it's like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Speaking of toys in Star Wars, there's been like a lot of hot buttons recently with Ray merchandise. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, oh yeah, man. Like she wasn't in Monopoly. Yes. Now the not in Monopoly thing, totally get it. Yeah. Like she should have definitely been in that Monopoly game. That does seem fucking stupid. Don't know what they were thinking, et cetera, et cetera. I got a theory. Well, I was gonna say, I'm sure that it's based on something. Like, I, think, sh- I think they didn't want to spoil things, and that marketing came out like way early, and I, I think that they really guarded about her, and that just manifested in a couple of different ways. I don't think it was intentional because she's a female. Well, it could have been that they were. It, it could have been one of two things. I think. In, well, it could have been another thing in regard to that is that it could have just been, not that they didn't want to spoil things, but they didn't know what was okay, so they were just like, oh, better just leave her out of it, you know? Yeah. Um. At the same time, uh, I think that there probably could have been some better if, – if, if it was a big deal to everybody or stuff like that, there probably could have been some better communication inside to be like, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, you can say – you can have Jakku. You can have her. Look, this lightsaber bit, we're trying to keep a secret, but outside of that, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think um, it was a stupid move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely ridiculous. I yeah. She's the main character. Of, Absolutely. You know. Um, but in regards to the other shit – I kind of feel like people are talking outside of their ass on that. What is the other shit? I'm not even aware. That there's just not enough Ray merchandise. Like, like I, I read a blog, um, which I should have known better in the first fucking place, I oh, guess. No. Goddamn blogs. Um, They'll rob you every time. But I, I read this blog, and it was like uh, this. It was a, you know, a woman, and she was writing about how her daughter can't find toys for Ray, and it's a fucking travesty. And But the problem is that she's assuming that she can't find toys for Ray because they're not being made. But that's not the fucking case. She can't find toys for Ray because it's fucking Hasbro and it's a goddamn hunt to find any character that's cool, especially when they're a female. Yep. So it's just welcome to the game, bitch. Like, it's hard for everybody to find fucking Ray. Oh, that got Ray, aggressive quickly. Ray is getting a second release. Like her- Unheard of. Like, not unheard of. Unheard of. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... It's reverse sexism, and that's what that is. It's just like, like, you know... Is Finn getting a second release? Uh, like, not not the original. It, Actually, he might be. He might Racist? Be. He might be getting, he might be getting a, a second release, but he shouldn't because he's not fucking selling. Ooh, racist. But he's not, not selling because he's black? I don't know why. It's fucked up, man. I don't know why he's not selling. But anybody that, that buys Star Wars three uh, six-inch figures knows that when you go to those pegs, you're going to find two characters every time. You're going to find Finn, and you're going to find Constable Zuvio. Nobody wants Zuvio because he's not in the fucking movie. Nobody wants Finn for unknown reasons. I think I think you have a theory, and I think it's racist. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Go on. No, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I there's a part of me that does hope, like, you know, like shit, man. I, I hope that Ray is not fucking. I mean, that Ren is not fucking peg warming here because parents are like, I ain't buying my kid the black guy. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that's not the case. You, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, and I don't think it is. But uh, you know, I can't confirm or deny that. I don't know. I guess I don't know why Finn wouldn't sell, but Poe sells. You know? Um, Oscar's fucking sexy man. Well, that. Obviously, but should we talk about the gay bit? Uh, yeah, we can. Uh, so another another theory that Poe and Finn are they're gay, and uh, that's why the embrace was so automatic, because you know their their gaydar was both rocking, and uh, they know that they're both down. And that's also why uh, Finn was asking about her cute boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think I didn't even think about that. Good point. Um. So yeah. I mean, would you care? No. I, let me let me tell you let me tell you why I would care. Because I would feel like they were doing it just to do it. Well, I, I do agree. And I think you. that and I think that that is actually a kind of a slap in the face of the gay community. But that's because they're they're, they're, pan, you, they're 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 catering catering they're pandering or whatever the term is. Don't you feel like uh, I mean, do you, let me ask you this question. And this is a sensitive topic, um, and I get it. But do you think that it's a coincidence that our our two leads are uh, a female and a minority? Uh, no, of course not. I think they I did don't, it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. So what I'm saying is that like it wouldn't catch me if they did like a them in a homosexual relationship. It it wouldn't surprise me because mm-hmm. it, it kind of seems like and, and and it might be for all the right reasons. Like, look, Star Wars has been around for 40 years. Maybe it's time to diversify this bitch a bit. Yeah, I'm um, all right with that. I'm all right with it too. Uh, but I'm just saying it wouldn't catch me off guard for them to make them gay. But here's the thing, dude. Like, like, all right. So every once in a while, well, not every once in a while, happens a lot that they'll they'll make a character that's just it, that is defined by that one aspect. You know, like, oh, this guy's defined by his blackness, or this guy's defined by his his gayness, or whatever. Um, and I think that 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 is the biggest travesty for 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 if, to bring that to Star Wars. I I think that's not I think that's not needed. Yeah, uh, I don't think especially. Especially for like Star Trek, it's even worse because Star Trek has always had a, has always had diversity, diversity, diversity. Yeah, they, you know, even even the only people that ever complained about Star Wars was the Russians, and then they 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 uh, brought the in Star Trek. Uh, uh, yeah, there was no Russian guy. Everybody else, and they brought in a Russian. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we got that. Oh, my bad. Yeah, we'll take care of that. You know, this isn't a, this got nothing to do with some Cold War bullshit. We got you guys. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was some awesome shit, man. So, I don't know, man. Like, and, and, and I don't care. I mean, long as it, long as it makes sense for the story. Exactly. As long as it makes sense for the yeah, story, uh, fine. Yeah. Um, you know, there there is a part of me that's like, well, then, like, I can't get into Poe's kids and the EU and you know all that kind hey, of stuff. Hey, hey, it's a it's a whole new world, man. You never know. That's true. You never know. You never that's know what true. technology they have there. Good point. They might be able to do some kind of cloning and have a little DNA from both of them, and they might be good. That's true. Good point. No. I'm on board. Yeah, make them gay. Make everybody make them all gay. It's fine. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Bring in Ellen. Everybody's too. gay a little bit. Bring it. That's, hey. that's true. Well, you know, I think even outside of Hollywood, I have a few that everybody's gay a little bit. But <laughs> um, actually, I, I like you know not not to get too too you know caught up in that whirlwind. But I think that my personal opinion on sexuality is that it's a scale. Um, and like let's say that zero is heterosexual, or let's say that zero is homosexual and ten is heterosexual. Yeah. Um. 
there may be some zeros out there and there may be some tens out there, but most people find themselves somewhere between two and nine. Yeah. And I also, I do think there's people that are, that are zeros like for, for heterosexual or, or homosexual. Like they are like asexual beings. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't quite fit in my chart, but yeah, like in ne- let's put them in the negative numbers. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> for the sake of yeah. Um, confirm that Darth Vader will be in Rogue One. I'm. This is a new thing because there's there's back and forth that he may not be in Rogue One, and now that he is, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I am too. Hope James Earl Jones is on board. Seems like he would be. Yeah, I I do have a sneaky suspicion though that like if he's in it, it's going to be like you know somebody turns on a communicator and is talking to him, and you know what I mean. Like he's on the he's on a TV screen. He's not like actually actually chasing. Yeah, guys. Well, you know, yeah, I don't. Or, or, I don't know if I want him to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't care either way. You know, like it's, it's I, however, I it's, however it works for the story. Yeah, I don't know if I want him to be like a major player. I'm okay with him, kind of just like, a, like, like a cameo, like Stan Lee. Oh, it's gonna, be, yeah, I think it's gonna be a cameo. You know, yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, I actually think it, it might be overall, it might be the the right Better choice. Thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because I'm about like, like I love Vader, and and I don't think that this will be the last time that we see Vader. And this, I mean, who doesn't love Vader? Right, Nazis, and. Uh, younglings. Younglings. Um, <laughs> That's what you did there. <laughs> but, Clever. But, um, but you know, I think that uh, I think that this won't be the last time that we'll see Vader. So, like, I don't feel like this is his, like, farewell moment or anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm okay with him just having a quick little cameo that's special. Yeah. And then we kind of move on and, and bring in some new characters that we can get behind and read about and learn about and talk about and question and da-da-da. Yeah. I think, you know, we, we kind of know, know what's going on with Vader at this point. Um, do you think we see Asaka, is it Soka, Asaka, uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka in in uh, the Force Awakens? Um, like old ass Ahsoka. I I would love, I would love if they did that. But I have a feeling they're gonna kill her in Rebels. You, you have a feeling to do what? They're gonna kill her in Rebels. Oh really? Yeah, it's just an inkling. Like it's just like it's just my spidey sense. Yeah, yeah. Um. Because it's she's probably, a major character, but she has no real bearing on Rebels. Yeah. So, like, they can make a powerful death sequence, and it can be, like, revered. It can like, resonate. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bummer, because I would love if she popped up, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I have I watched, that, like, I, like I'm to... watching, I'm watching The Clone Wars out of order as fuck, because I'm just watching whatever I can watch on YouTube. It is on Netflix, but for some reason, um... I keep on like missing it on Netflix, and then like when I can, the computer that I'm watching doesn't have Netflix, which I can't play Netflix for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she's an interesting fucking character, man. Yeah, yeah, she's very cool, and and like you know, like another thing that's cool about the Asaka, uh, Asaka, you got me saying it, Ahsoka oh. and um, and Anakin thing is that like it's kind of like this like Star Wars thing that like we don't even pick up on that like the, the master always holds back the apprentice. Yes. Yeah. You know, the apprentice is rash and irresponsible and makes, you know, decisions with the heart and not the mind. And the master is the one that, that brings them back, holds back the reins. But with Anakin and Ahsoka, they're both fucking that way. And that's what's cool about the two of them. Yeah. And said maybe, do you think that, that Qui-Gon did that to Obi-Wan or he died to, he, he died before that? I think he did it a little bit, you know, like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's true. It's a tough one. I think Qui Gon, even though he's like the master that failed, like he died and whatnot, 
He's probably the best one. Like or the worst. <laughs> no, but like think about it, like Yoda had a huge failure with Dooku. Huge. Obi Wan had a huge fail- failure with with um Anakin, of course. But like Obi Wan turned out to be a good a good Jedi, you know? Yeah. Like he you know, he was probably the best teacher. And and had he had he been alive to, to guide Anakin, I think that Anakin would have turned out differently. That that would be a badass Elseworld story. Yeah. If Obi Wan died and Qui Gon Jinn trained Anakin. Dude, I'd read that fan fiction. <laughs> hey nerds, get on that shit. Get on that. Want me to finally read your fan fiction? Write something that's worth a fuck. Fuck yeah. Dude, I, I oh, ooh. Oh man, my dick got hard for a second. That's a general rule for fan fiction in general. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is there. Going through here, trying to find. Oh, uh, that you see that lightsaber, dude. So you know how much that motherfucker is? How much? Fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> so there's this lightsaber out there. Let me tell you how badass this fucking thing is. It's uh, this guy that posted it. It's a Graflex No 2.0. Well, Graflex is the name of the actual lights thing that went on those old cameras. So, all right. I, I've been doing a little research on this. Okay, and, and, I, and I will say this now. I'll put this out there. I, I have not found all the answers I want to find. But apparently, all of that shit is custom made. It's like people buy bits and make that shit. Now the part I think the 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 three fourths inch blade, which has a little point to it, um, and the LEDs are really high speed, so it's it is like a perfect replica of the Anakin saber hilt. You can you can pop that that clippy thing and take it apart. It has the innards are, are scale and they're accurate. There's a crystal that's scale oh. and accurate. You can turn the power modulator with the crystal with the guts taken out, and you see the light glow. You know, it has all the the force effects. You know, sh- you know, battle cling. There's a button on it that can actually simulate a blaster sound, so you can do the blaster sound and then like the re like the rebounding from the blade. Um, and then you could take out the emitter and put in a blade, like slide a blade in and tighten it out, and it works like a FX lightsaber. Now they're not battle, like the blades are very, like like some of the FX ones, like the newer ones, not the older ones, because as we know, the older ones break. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, we should put that up. That that'll be a hidden gem someplace. Um, you know, it, it's it's an it's fucking impressive, dude. It is fucking impressive. So I mean, that's all I gotta say about it. It's it's amazing. It, yeah. It's the best replica I've ever seen of anything. Uh, and fifteen hundred is way is way too much for me to ever agree to letting myself purchase. Yeah. Um. With the exception of if, if like I won some money, you know, if I won some money and I paid off my debt, that that might be my holy grail. <laughs> that might be my holy grail. So, yeah, it's. A, I mean, it, it, there's a, there's just a ton. There's like aside from everything else that's cool about it, like the craftsmanship in it is just uh, it's top shelf. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then there's the the ballistic Mandalorian armor. I uh, I got a problem with this, man. What's the problem? All right, so, you know, I don't talk about my proper job, but we're going to, you know, I, I think that we have gotten to this point of glorifying our, our warriors, and not to say that our warriors don't need respect 
They don't need to be honored in regards to the sacrifice and that it's a tough job. And not to say that, you know, some guys out there, I mean, dude, you know, I'm sure some of that shit, shit is fun to get all that gear and, and, and what up, but like, it's basically this body armor that they purposely made to look like Mandalorian armor. It looks cool, but it's just like, it's, it's, you know, warfare and fighting is some real shit. Yeah. And we're making it a game. You know, we, we have young people that want to go out there and, and think they're playing Call of Duty. I had a, a really good friend of mine. Um, he, he was in the Army for a number of years. He he uh, he wouldn't So reserve. you're saying, I, I want to make sure I understand. Like you're saying that your issue with it is that it's it might be promoting being a fucking soldier. No, it might be promoting the, the aspects of, of soldiering. War. Of soldiering, right. That's what I that mean. That's people don't really truly understand right like you know I, I do some volunteer stuff with some guys with PTSD that come back from you know and they're and they're fucked up man you know it's it's some fucked up shit to take another, right. another life and I think that it's it's kind of it, it's promoting this like kicking the door you know being a door I kicker and going in okay. there I'm on and, and I got busting you. heads and, I and got you. you know and, and it, people don't know the totality of the circle you know I, I gotta um, you know my wife's like godfather like he was in vietnam and one of his jobs in vietnam he was a guy on the tank with a machine gun that was killing that was shooting the kids that were walking up with grenades like you know they give kids grenades and they walk up and people wouldn't want to shoot the kids and the kids would get there they didn't know what they were doing they they released a grenade and they blew up everybody and, and so he had to sit there and like shoot kids from a distance that had grenades and I don't know how many times that, that I don't know if it happened once or it happened more than once, but that that should happen to him. And I mean, there's times that that guy he sleeps in a lazy boy because he has such night terrors that he will start flailing in his sleep, and he's attacked his wife while he's in a hypnotic state. Hypnotic state, like he's like, you know, just started like he like she brushed up against him and he just flips out and starts hitting. You know what I mean? He's not a violent dude; he doesn't beat his wife, but that's happened. So like he he. When he got back, like, he used to sleep in a lazy boy with a shotgun for like years, you know, 20, 30 years. Right. Um, and I mean, that's that's some that's some shit. And like, you know, with the video games, like the Call of Duties and the Modern Warfare's and all that stuff, it's like we're programming these kids. It's and like propaganda. It is. It's like propaganda. Like, and it and it's some like some Hitler used shit, dude. Um, I did a I you know I'm trained with firearms, and I, I did a firearm safety course for this. Um, this uh, community, like this, this it's like the bo- a boys outreach community, and the whole point of it was if you find a gun, this is what you should do, you know. So it was like you know teaching them like to call a, a police, and then like our their parents, we taught them how to make a gun safe, and like something had happened, like somebody found a gun at a park or something, like it fell out of somebody's backpack or whatever. This is like in North Carolina and whatnot, and um, so like the parents came. You know, and our whole thing is like we're gonna teach people how to respect these things and that they're not toys, how to be comfortable with them, how to how to be safe, you know, in a positive way. Because if you demystify it, then it's not gonna be something. It, kids are less likely to to be all you know crazy with it, right? Uh-huh. And while we were there, these kids were like badgering me and this other guy about like all this high speed, low drag firearm stuff. And they're like, hey, have you ever shot a, you know, HK UMP, UMP40, you know, or, you know, I like the MP5 9mm, the compact one, the Navy model, better than that. 
and I'm like, what the fuck? How do you guys know about all this shit? And it's from these video games. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're like experts with this shit, and like it's, you know, I'm 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 a Second Amendment dude. Like I believe that people should have the right to bear arms, but I think that like if you if you carry a weapon, it's a huge responsibility, and that you have to be highly trained. You have to stay proficient. You know, and it's like it's a gift and a curse type of thing. Mm-hmm. And like it was like it was unnerving how how well these kids knew all this stuff. And like, you know, I was talking to parents and they're like, do you realize how much your son is into this stuff? And he's like, no, it's like, it's like this guy knows somebody, you know, he's, he's talking about, you know, he knows the difference between a flash, a flash compressor and a silencer. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, he knows his shit. Right. Um, and, and so it, it, I just think it, this goes back to that, to that propaganda where, you know, this is the military industrial complex and we're making it sexy and making it fun. And now we're associated with this, you know, with this other world, you know? That people are drawn you. to. I hear you, and I, I yeah. don't. I don't wholeheartedly disagree with you. Um, but at the same time, like, at, at what point do you say, if I want, if if like, if me, me, I have no ambition to join the military whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. And if I want some fucking Boba Fett body armor, yeah, why shouldn't I be able to have it? I mean. Here, you're too busy asking if you could. You're not asking if you should. But why shouldn't I? Because I think it's I I think that it's it's making it sexy and it's and it's you know it's manipulating what warfare really is. But for me, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, for me, like I don't I don't to me when I see it, it's not making war sexy. Now. I can totally see how a, a young mind, et cetera, et cetera, could definitely see it that way. Totally. Mm-hmm. But at what point do you say, no, Bobby, you can't have it? I'm not saying you can't have it. That's not what I'm saying at all. Again, I'm saying that you just that that you should think about the moral. Re- I think that you should be grown enough and mature enough to be like, you know what, this isn't a good idea. This is actually this is actually a bad idea. This is actually promoting the wrong thing. And I think that we need to have the freedom there. Because if we don't have the freedom, we can't get, get, engage these conversations and actually set some choices and parameters of, on on what we should choose to do. Like I am all about, dude. You like not for nothing. If I was still doing some of the stuff that I used to do, I would fucking buy that shit in a second. Because not only is it effective and efficient to to the equipment needs, but it's also like fucking badass. Because I like Mandalorians. You know what I mean? Like, like there's nobody. That that fucking shit is designed for, then somebody like me, right? You know, it checks off a bunch of boxes, right? But also, I'm, I like to think that I'm mature enough to realize, like, you know, I don't, I don't need to be glorifying that shit. It's some fucked up shit to have to kill somebody, man. You know? Right, but like for me, I, I wouldn't be like, I think it's a in a, in a lot of ways, it's about a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And like to me, like, while I get your point, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be part of my state of mind. It wouldn't even cross my mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it, the idea of glorifying those sorts of elements mm-hmm. of of the real world wouldn't even come into play. To have that armor, yes. Th- then why does it look the way it does? No, I'm saying for me it, to buy it. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not talking about you. You're you're an educated you're an educated person who who doesn't want to own a firearm because you think it's cool. The only reason you would want to own a firearm against your probably you know, breaking your rule that to not own one is because you, you contemplate the need for defense, self-defense. Correct. 
Like what I'm saying is that that's going to promote the offensive. This is cool. This is this is fun. This, all right. Let me go back to the story I want to tell. So I had a good buddy of mine who who became a drill sergeant. He, he went back to the army, became a drill sergeant, did it for years, and we were really cool. We were partners and really cool, really cool dude. And like he would call me up. He's like, dude. He's like, this is fucking crazy. I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, man, I've been I've been out of boot camp like 10, 15 years ago. Not that long. You know what I mean? Not, maybe not even that at that time. Maybe it was 15 years by the time he got out because he did he did he did like three or four years. He's like, the kids that we have coming today. The army's changed. Like all these kids come thinking that they're they're gonna be Halo. They're gonna be playing Halo. It's like Halo Two came out. Like you the time frame. Like that's like that's the mindset of these guys coming in. That they're gonna come in there and be like fucking Master Chief. Yeah, I, I get that. But what you I'm know? saying is that like, at what point is that like that is not the market's responsibility? I'm not saying it's the market's responsibility. I, I, I think the, the, the creator of this armor has every right to produce this armor, every right to, to sell this armor, and you have every right to to buy it or not buy it. That's not that's not my point. What I'm saying is that society should probably be mature enough to say, you know what, mm, this isn't a good idea. You know? Like like here, here like all right, here's here's another example. They just started printing Mein Kampf again in Germany. Uh-huh. Right? And like the guy who is behind it is not a, a Nazi fan. But he's like, this is an important piece of history, and we need to respect this history so we don't repeat it and demystify it. And I'm like, he is absolutely fucking right. Absolutely right. Don't make it something taboo. Drag it out into the light. Have a discussion about it. Because when you, when you like hide things and shun them and don't talk about it, that's when they, these little groups get, get there and they speak in private and they're clandestine and, and they can all it is is an echo chamber on their fucked up ideas and nobody ever brings them out and challenges them and, and proves them wrong in a public forum. I agree. Because everybody's scared, scared to talk about it. So I think that you, you should have the right to buy this if you want it. You know? I mean, not for nothing. If if I had a couple extra thousand bucks and, and I you know I got back into you know to doing some of that shit, I might buy it. Right. But I, I still think it's a it's a poor decision because of how how fucked up our society is right now. Like we've lost our like kind of moral compass with things because we're like because the advertising and the marketing machine has broken the psychological code of humans. I okay now now that is the core that I wanted to get to and that I'm on board. Yeah. If it's marketed that way, that's what needs to be adjusted. Well, I mean, everything's my, marketed that way nowadays. My only anti, my only like hang up with all of this conversationally is that I am tired of catering to the lowest common denominator of life form. Yeah. Like, like the the guy who invented—I I wish I knew his name because it, it'd be a good conversation. Maybe it, like the guy who invented the the modern marketing thing, basically said is like to you know. We've got to invent the world that we want people to live in to sell them these products. And we have been on that track ever since. Like we're in this like imaginary matrix type world when it comes to marketing. And it is a, it's an evolution. And since that time, since that was initiated, like we have broken the code and companies out there can program you what to buy. And that shit is fucking reality. Right. You know, like that's why when you go on Google and the, the, the Google ad ad links are in there. I mean, like, dude, I, I don't know if this is like speculation or if this is like really happening or whatever. I, I was listening to I don't know if it was like a TED talk or or somebody else like, you know how Samsung, like everybody went, like, got all, all crazy about Samsung TVs that can like listen to you all the time. Yeah. Somebody was telling me that there's like software out there right now 
that your TV's camera that's built in there will watch your facial expression and read your micro. Like the technology is there. They can do this right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Read your micro expressions in your face to modify what commercials to show you to make you most likely to buy something. Wow. Like the commercial, like in, in our lifetime, if we were to watch TV, like to watch Hulu, where there's a commercials like built into things and they can play certain commercials based off your search history and your metadata, like your commercials will be different than my commercials if we're watching the exact same show at the exact same time based off micro expressions, what's catching our interest, reading our pupil dilation. Like this shit is so high speed now that before you know it, like companies will be able to be able to project what their sales will be from meta information that they've already gathered on you. And they know that Bobby Skullface is our customer. He's probably going to live another 25 years based off what we have information about, what he eats from his credit card bills, hooked up to the restaurants that he goes to. And there's data on the food that he buys. We know that his cholesterol level is XYZ. So he's probably going to die in 18.6 years. In that 18.6 years, he will buy A, B, and C. And they're going to be able to project it out to that, to that degree. And that is not fucking far-fetched. Yeah, that's scary shit. But, like, uh, uh, without getting too far off the beaten path, like, if, if, if this whole thing would have started with, I'm not crazy about how this thing is marketed, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, my, I mean, it looks my, cool. Uh, I'm not my, denying that. My, my, my whole bit is, is, is just catering to, to morons. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's see if we have any uh, – the there is some news regarding – a new GI Joe movie. I saw. Is it? Is there a picture of Cobra Commander? There is, that, is oh. with the face shield. I'm not yeah. sure. I can't remember if that's the first time or not. It doesn't really matter, really, does it? Um, um, was he in the? I can't remember either. But but apparently Hasbro will have more control with GI Joe Three: Sepentor's Lair. It is called Sepentor's Lair. I'm not even reading the article. Don't care enough about it. Um, it is called Sepentor's Lair. So I see it. I don't care about it. Fuck G.I. Joe. <laughs> you hate G.I. Joe. You know what, man? Like, I and I gave it a college try. It, it, don't get me wrong, man. G.I. Between Transformers and He-Man, G.I. Joe was obviously the least interesting to me. Um, I think there was the. I think that also had the biggest financial investment because it had all those fucking expensive vehicles. Yeah. So it's like I could get you know two He-Man figures for the price of you know some small G.I. Joe vehicle. You know, all day long. Yeah, but you could get a ton of fucking G.I. Joe figures. Yeah, but like I, I never felt like it was about the figures, man, to me. Oh, yeah. Know? See, for me, for me, the vehicles, just like everything else, though, the vehicle, even Warhammer, the vehicles are always a far second. Yeah, it's funny. Um, um, so, yeah, fuck G.I. Joe. And then nobody ever died. Always a little parachute shot. Yeah, that was parachute. your big thing. I remember when we were kids and like getting to know each other and, and, and bringing up G.I. Joe. I remember that being your big gripe. Yeah. Um, that, that nobody ever died, and that like you're like even the fucking helicopters have parachutes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I know that you're not you're not a big big fan. I would love to see it done right, but I, I think that much like Transformers, this franchise would need a reboot to kind of catch my attention. Just Hasbro saying we have more control is never gonna make me feel good. No, about no, anything. we need more of for GI Joe franchise. Hmm. Sean Wayne. Hmm. I went there. You did go there. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Silver Chair will reboot the franchise. Meh. Yeah, I, I like I like the other ones. Okay, I've only seen the first one. Um, so yeah, more Lion Jesus. 
Yeah. Walking that walking on water in at the end the bit at the end. I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's kinda it's it's its thing. Yeah. It's true to form. You yeah. know, like that was a big uh like, you know, it's funny because a lot of like born again Christians, not not the bash born again Christians or whatever, but like especially like the fundamentalists. Yeah. With the mega churches and all that bit, mm-hmm. the evangelists and the, the whole the whole get up, they really celebrate Lord of the Rings. And they really celebrate Tolkien. You mean Narnia? No. Oh, really? Yeah, because because Tolkien and his and later on in his life became like a devout Christian. Oh. Um, but it's just funny to me because Tolkien initially was was not a big fan of Christianity. Yeah. Um, Hmm. It was interesting. uh, It's it's funny. I got a friend of mine. Like he, um, he's gay and like not like uh, like doesn't talk to his family at all. He's like super Christian, super conservative. You know, like uh, Massachusetts family, you know, like out in the country, not like in like Boston or anything, um, you know, super religious. And he has all the, the C.L. Lewis books like in his library. Uh-huh. And like he's not really, I mean, he's not religious for obviously for obvious reasons, because it's like been poured down his throat for like most of his adult life. And, you know, is a, is a heart that doesn't like really talk to his family anymore. And like it's, it's I always find it funny that he still has those books in his library and I'm like I can't believe you still have these books he's like and not that I'm bashing I'm not bashing Christians by any mean like if you want right. to be a Christian or whatever I don't care I mean if, if I had to pick a religious group I'd fall into I would say that but it's just like it's just such Christian pop- propaganda you know like especially those kind of Christians where you know they would fucking write off their son um, and it's just it's always a talking point because he's got a very elaborate library and like those uh. are like leather bound and Ooh, and no, no, a library full like, of leather-bound books. For real, yeah. So anyway, um, this makes me makes me laugh a little, chuckle myself a little bit. I kind of just want to rush through some of this. Avengers: uh, Infinity War will be focused more on secondary characters. I like it. We called it good. At least I called it. No, I'm not yeah. sure if you co-signed that one or not. I, I my, my 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 general feeling is that the the Infinity War Part One is going to be the, the B team, and then Infinity War Part Two, the A team comes back. And yes, I would like that. Let's see that happen. Uh, Jessica Jones signs up for season two. Good. Yep. Anybody upset about that? Um, no, not at all. Oh, dude, I do have the Ben Affleck's cook thing. Yeah, go. Got to tell that story. Well, real quick before we get to the longer one, uh, there's this the shit. C Lab. Go to www.clab.link, and you will see this. It looks. It looks like it's official product of a DeLorean that's based, that's based, masterpiece scaled based off of the Dodson mold. Yeah. Now, I think it's that, that, uh, I had that t-shirt that somebody made. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, gigawatt, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gigawatt, you know, temporal scientist. And there's like a Marty McFly transformer, but this is not that there's a little Marty McFly model as well. So yeah. anyway, funny story. Just, I should have put this in my nerd week. We were, we went to some friends of my wife's house and like, I, I had this horror. I feel bad, man, because, like, I have, like, a few close friends that are, like, you know, really close to me, and they're, like, family, like, yourself included, and my wife, like, every time, she doesn't have any friends that, like, she's been friends with all through college, there's a couple of people that she still talks to and whatnot, um, but, like, most of her friends are, like, wives of my friends, you know, and so, and, and we mo- we've moved a, a relatively good amount of times, um, so she's got, you know, new neighborhood friends, really cool, and I'm trying to make a effort to go hang out with this other group of friends that lives in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. You know, even though like I'm not really big into sports, I, and, I, and I watch football, and I can get in, I can get into it. You know what sure. I mean? But like, so we went to this like football game, and we're hanging out, and uh, 
the owner's sister's boyfriend, I guess. And like, she's been like, we're Cousins both, bowling. yeah, we're both tall. We both have dark hair. She's like, you kind of look like him. And, 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 and I'm like, when I get that a lot, like, oh, you look like somebody who looks like, I'm like, that guy. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I mean, you, anytime you see these people that you so you, you look like, they, you never look like them. Right, never right, do. right, right. You know and what I mean? And you're, and you're always a little offended. I mean, nah, he's he's okay looking guy. No, no big deal. Um, and uh, you know, anyway, so uh, and see, I'm gonna say this now, and you're gonna like, ah, oh, get over yourself or whatever. Oh, but, like at, at one time, I had a beard, and my and wife you, d- dug it. She's like, yeah, you like say like that it, like Ben Affleck from Argo, the beard, right? Yeah. yeah. And that led to, oh, that's what, I, that's what I thought too. Shut up. Um, and that led to this guy also kind of looks like he had a beard at one time, also like Ben Affleck. But the funny thing is, is he was Ben Affleck's executive chef when they were filming Argo. Like the executive chef for the company that fed all the stars, like the craft, whatever they call it, you know, uh-huh. like that was his job, uh-huh. right? And so he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's weird. It's like, it was like, oh, what a Ben Affleck. He's like, actually, he's really boring. Like, Grilled chicken breast, nothing on it. A baked potato, nothing on it. No butter, no sour cream, and like broccoli. And that was his. He had the same meal every day. And for breakfast, he had like and I was like, let me guess, like a, a egg whites, egg whites, and uh, some vegetables. He said, yep, egg white omelet with veggies. And then he would come and get like a, some fruits or oatmeal for like a mid afternoon snack before like lunch or dinner. You know, because he's probably on some like high protein, low carb diet, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, so then he starts saying like, yeah, it's just funny. People like, they're like, you know, that like, the whole gag, like rock stars, like when all the green M&Ms and, you know, in the bowl, it's like, it's true. She's like, that's true. And, and I was like, I've also had Sarah Jessica Parker. And I was like, oh, oh, let me guess. She, she like, like carrots, right? Carrots. And he was like, yeah, yeah she like carrots. Oh, apples, apples. And like, everybody's like kind of into it. Like, he didn't understand. He's like, well, let me ask you this. Did you have to like tie the bag of feed to her face <laughs> or could she use her hooves to attach it herself? <laughs> and do like the whole like the whole because everybody was like like interested in this like conversation and I, I, I you know it was probably one of my most well executed jokes because I had everybody going for a while like I because I guessed the Ben Affleck omelet thing like to the T you know and then like like ah yeah, damn and, and dude I just the, the look of puzzlement and then they got the joke yeah was was it was worth I wish I videotaped it it was it was awesome but yeah Bag of feed, Sarah Jessica Parker. Green stuff. <laughs> I don't get her, man. I don't get her. No. What she is Matthew? Nice what, is, what does Matthew Broderick see in her? I don't know, man. Well, he's one of those guys too. Like he was a cute kid. You know, he's got, he's actually he's a, he's pretty built. He's in good shape, but he's got that funky adult face too. You know what I mean? They're like really attractive couple from the neck down. Both. Yeah. Of them. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, is there anything? Oh, did you? Oh, wait, I, I wanted to go over just real quick. There's a movie. Uh, no, I'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about the Oscars next week too. Oh, the the black the the, the black no black uh, Oscar award winners. Yeah, or, or Oscar nominees, all white Oscar nominees. Did you think that? Uh, yeah, I'm tired of about this shit. I know. Well, we could talk about it next week though, because we're, we're pressed for time at this point. R- remember, remind me next week to talk about the privilege. Well, you the, can write the it. end of the privilege loophole conversation. Like I, I will, I'll give you guys an example. I think you talked about it at work. No, we both, we both no, 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 no. This is this is a philosophical one oh, okay. about about making every making everybody equal and how absurd that idea is. And I will give you an example. And once I and I and I want to give the world this example for you guys out there fighting these social justice idiots to use this example to just because there's nothing they can say about it. 
Well, you know? Now it seems like you don't want people to be equal, so you might as well just say it. All right. Well, the, the argument is that there's never anything, there's never such thing as equality, like 100%, right? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people, it's, they're born a certain way. You know, some people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Some people are, are born genetically. And so basically the argument is since, we, since we're trying to make everybody equal, we should force beautiful people because there's a beauty privilege, right, to have relations with ugly people to make them feel better about themselves. It should be forced. It should be mandated that if you're over a certain attractive threshold, you you have to give back because you're so beautiful. You know, you have this beauty privilege and you need to sleep with people who are underprivileged, who are born ugly, because that would make everything equal. Mm. It should be mandated. It should be law. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then we won't have these, you know, these people who are unattractive, who have a hard time getting dates and are lonely and they get angry and upset and, and, and do bad things or just, you know, they're a drone on society. Maybe they get upset and, and they eat a lot of tasty cakes and they get overweight and then we got to pay for the health care. So it makes sense financially. We should just make the attractive people have relations with the ugly people. You know, like every once in a while, every two weeks, your hot wife has got to go bang some troll. And, um, you know, you'll be good. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, right? Right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> James C. brought up a discussion point that we'll, we can touch on and see if we can go further with it, but that, like, trailer culture is ruining the movie-going experience. Yeah. Um, that, you know, there's so much given away in trailers and so much, maybe not even given away, but kind of, like, it's it sets in your mind what the movie should be. Mm-hmm. And when you go see it, um, it's a fucking bummer. Like, it can never, like, live up to... That. He, what he said is, I'm angry about having that feeling of, man, I can't wait to see that. It's going to be awesome. I do my part. I don't click on anything, yet I'm alone in this. Does nobody else think they give away half the movie, then the nerd army debates, then discusses and theorizes until they figure it all out? Why bother even seeing it? Star Wars is the only movie who did it right with not showing too much and almost fucked up. I will no longer be a nerd click fodder. <laughs> James C is awesome, by the way. But but like my thing is this. like I, I, I hear him. I, I totally get where he's coming from. But... like. The last week of Star Wars, after we recorded our last podcast, I went spoiler crazy. Mm-hmm. I went and looked at every fucking spoiler I possibly could, and I pretty much knew a good bit of the movie before I went and saw it. Um, didn't ruin a thing for me. Yeah, like it didn't ruin the experience for me at all. Like I totally enjoyed it. Um, I, I think that it's. I think that you know, social media. This is just like a, this is like a, a runoff problem of social media. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, we, you have to be like we're playing now in this play bot in this sandbox that everybody's in. So mm-hmm. we have to hear everybody's fucking opinion on shit just as we give our own. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think that hiding yourself from I mean, you can not click the clickbait. Um, but I don't think that in today's day and age, I don't think this staying spoiler free is even a realistic fucking idea. Um, I will say that I. I Star Wars: The Force Awakens was somewhat ruined for me, um, or spoiled for me. I wouldn't say it's ruined, but I, I, I can't have that moment back, and I'll always wonder. I will be on my deathbed, wondering how I would have felt if I didn't know that Han was going to die. You know, spoilers. Yeah. Well, I mean, by this time, by this time, if you're I'm if you're kidding. listening to this I'm podcast kidding. and you don't know that, you, you know, I'm get kidding. off. We don't even want you to listen anymore. Unless you leave a five star review. Yeah, please leave a five star review. It really helps us out. <laughs> um 
And so, you know, like I'll never, I'll never have that moment back. And I'm, I'm really going to try to be super guarded for the next film. Um, and who knows, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, you know, he's got a point there with the trailer. It's just the hype. It's, it's back to the marketing machine, dude. You know, because they're gonna gauge, they're gonna gauge by how many clicks and how many views and how viral something went now to how well this movie's gonna do and, and change their marketing. I mean, like the marketing plan is ever evolving and changing until that motherfucker goes out and even time past the time it goes out to keep that that fucking money coming in. Yeah, like my issue with like trailers and spoilers and stuff is that like a lot of times they set me up to see a movie that it, yeah, I'm not gonna go see. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know I'm not gonna go see it until I'm in there seated. Yeah, and like, you know, Man of Steel being the the perfect example. Like, I have my issues with Man of Steel, mm-hmm. but I've definitely come to appreciate Man of Steel more with time. Yeah, uh, because there, there's a point in time that you you probably hated that movie. I think that uh, is that safe, is that safe I, to no, say? No, I, I never hated it. I never hated it, but I was definitely well. All right, well, you get into that part when you and I get debating about something. Will you go extra hate on it? Just to play devil's advocate with me. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's, that's possibly true. Um, but like, there was just there was parts of it that were it wasn't the movie I wanted to see. Like be, because I feel like it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't rep, that movie was not represented in those trailers. Like, ooh, do say more of that one. The majority of those trailers, mm-hmm. especially the stuff that was like really powerful to us that we kept talking about. Yeah. You know, Prior, but was all flashback stuff yeah. that wasn't a big part of the movie at all. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think that that was the movie that I was more interested in seeing. It, like, it's it's funny that you say that. It's almost as if you would rather see a you'd rather see the first act in in the original Superman movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I get that because I mean, like Jonathan Kidd is such a pivotal pivotal character. You know what I mean? He is yeah. just the he is what. Every American dad, and I say American, and yes, I mean American, like wants to be. You know what I mean? Like that fucking moral compass for your child. You know what I mean? And and like the right thing to do, no matter what. It, it, you know, it, it's it's important, man. And like his character is important. I'm not to say that other countries don't have that value as well. I'm you know I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like he's like he's almost like a he's almost like a founding father type of mentality. Yeah. You know. But continue. Um. So like you know like that movie was ruined for me. I, I th- like th- that's why I think this Batman vs Superman thing is so scary to me. Um, you don't want to be hurt again. Because yeah, that 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 I I, I was totally signed on for the movie that first trailer was selling me, mm-hmm. and I'm not totally signed on for this second one. So like if this movie ends up being more like the second one and less mm-hmm. like the first one, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to like the movie as much. But if we didn't have this second trailer. I'd be way more let down if it ends up being that way. Oh yeah, yeah. So it gave you a little bit of like, okay, forewarning. It, exactly. Yeah. I'm Maybe tracking. that movie isn't the movie I'm going to see. Yeah. I'm going to see this movie instead. Yeah. That is a that is a dilemma, man. That is a I dilemma. I agree. You know what? I I think that we should try James. I think from now on, when we look at new trailers, starting next trailer experience we have. We'll try to talk about what do we think this movie is going to be like from watching the trailer, and then we'll see how it plays out later. Okay, I like that. I guess you have to do a list or something to, to track that shit. Yeah, I'm not doing just, it. Not it. We're just trying to remember it. Who, who wants to make a list? Not it. I think we should just try to remember it. It doesn't have to be like key things. <laughs> You're like, going to ask yourself to remember something. 
just how we feel. I want you, I want you to think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm saying just how we feel it's going to be. You okay. I mean, like, like I think this is going to be really dark, or I think this is going to be really whatever. And and for those who don't know, literally this conversation is, oh, dude, I just finished reading whatchamacallit. Oh, yeah, how was it? What happened? I don't know. I, I like it, it, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, my brain is, like... like <laughs> it's stingy. Your brain is stingy. It is. It is. Like, and in my head, like, my brain just goes, okay, like, you've read that. It's in your, it's in here now. What are we going to do about it? And I say, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do about it. We're going to remember that it's good. And then we forget it ever happened. That's right. Um, but, but, but the, the, but the I, I, I do get to enjoy a lot of stuff, though, because everything's always new. <laughs> um, Dude, every time I read the long Halloween. Yeah. I, it, it's like it, brand like, new to me. Yeah. I mean, it, like, you know, the more I read something, obviously, the more it sticks. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's an element of truth to that. Did you want to talk about something else? What was it? What was it? The, the, the movies? Yeah. Uh, somebody asked you about shows. Okay. All right. We got 20 minutes. All right. We, I think we have enough time. Okay. We have enough time. So somebody asked me about sci-fi shows. I felt like I did a half-assed job in response to that. Um, so I thought that I would do a little bit better job on another genre of things that's pretty important to me. I love a good animated show. All right. So real quick, I'm going to go through a list of, this is Adam's greatest animated shows of all time. Um, it's, it's a, it's a top 18 list. I wanted to do 20. It's a top 18. Just Ooh. deal with it. But there are some honorable mentions. Okay. So, uh, I'll give you a little bit about the show and, uh, my opinion and then we'll carry on. Number 18, The Simpsons. And a lot, a Simpsons is usually number one for every list. And while it came into the end, I think that The Simpsons still has some good stuff. I think it's made that transition from Bart being the main character to Homer being the main character. But unfortunately, The Simpsons never really does anything new. It's the same. You know, the baby's still the baby. Nothing has changed in the 25 years since it's been out. Maybe 30. I don't, I don't know. It's been out forever. It'll probably be out forever. It's a great show, but I think it's, I think it's quantum locked, you know. And if you don't know what that means, then uh, go look it up. The next. Um, now, these a, a few of these are uh, just my personal. Thundercats is my number 17. I just love the animation for whatever reason it did it for me. The story wasn't super compelling. I had a catchy tune, and it was just fun. Catchy tune. At Thundercats. Number 16 is uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, I'm going to say both the remake, which I thought was really good. The 2000 one? The 2000 one. Oh, yeah. Really solid story, and I really wish it kept on going. That's better than the original. Yeah, the original is is, is one of my the favorite original. shows when I was a kid. Don't go back and watch it. It'll ruin it. Yeah. It's super androgynous, super, you know, closeted, you know, themes. Not that I have a problem with it, but He-Man was super gay. Um, top number That's number 16 is He-Man in the Master Universe. Number 15, Todd McFarlane Spawn. Just because when it came out on HBO, it was daring. Nothing had been done like that in America. And also, i got to say this. This is not anime. I'm not counting anime. and like Animation and anime, to me, two different things. Anime is its own beast. And it deserves to have its own list. Um, I'm, I'm not, not the a, guy to make it. I'm not the guy to make it. I think Dragon Ball Z is stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that, but I do like Ninja Scrolls and some other stuff. There's there's a point in time that I like when anime first hit the the scene, the scene that I was American really into scene. it. Yeah, you know, um, but it's not in this list. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is number fourteen, just basically because of the scope 
and it, it's kind of been around forever. And it's even though it's it's waxed and waned in its popularity, it's really held the the the, oh, yeah. the test of time. And there's something about the brothers, man. Yep. It is good. Number thirteen, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I had to put this one in there. I'm super impressed. This is the one that I've reversed my thinking of because the movie I hated made me hate Star Wars. So this one has a high tax to pay in my mind because of that. But what I've seen is so good, it makes up for it. And that, that, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, number 12, Transformers. Now why Transformers isn't high up here, and there's a couple you know themes of this one. It comes down to, you know this was a 30-minute commercial. Um, as was He-Man. As was He-Man. Yeah, that's why He-Man is low on the list, too. But the people who wrote it didn't have enough respect and love of it. They made some awesome characters. But also, the characters can really only exist in Transformers. Like, we can have the, the concept of Sherlock Holmes or the concept of, of, of Superman in a lot of different themes. Transformers and the concept of Optimus Prime really only can stay in, like, the whole, you know, transforming robot from another planet type of, type of archetype. It's fine. I love it. It's great. Good show. Transformers is great. If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. Number 11, Young Justice. Um, really good DC cartoon. They were really going places with it. It was taken seriously. It was, it, it really balanced something that a younger crowd could watch. So you can watch this with your kids, but it could maintain the focus of an older audience as well. Uh, and that's difficult to do. Uh, so Young Justice, I wish they did another season and had some tearjerkers in it. Uh, the Boondocks, number 10. Oh, great show! Uh, the Boondocks, it, it, daring, it 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 uh is probably the most one of the most. I think that local fifty years in the future when we get past all this, you know, racial bullshit, we're gonna look back and and say what an important piece of culture the Boondocks was to kind of you know educate that next generation that gets past all this bullshit. Um, Number nine, Samurai Jack. Uh, artistically speaking, the way it was, the, the storytelling, the way it was drawn, um, the characters in it, uh, it, it, it has an expansive universe that can keep on going. It's coming back. I'm excited about it. One of the best made cartoons ever. I loved it. And if you guys haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. It's two or three seasons on Cartoon Network. Came out like 10, 12 years ago. Great show. And, X-Men. And the men have to eat first. Yeah. X-Men. No. We were at a Comic-Con in San Diego and Rizzo was there and they were Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Samurai yeah, yeah. Jack and, yeah. and they were like, "What about no, the female characters?" No, I think that was that was uh that was a Samurai Jack. It was. You're, you're thinking of something. Oh, I'm thinking about Afro Samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> Disregard. Afro Samurai didn't make the list. Uh X-Men. The reason X, X-Men was the first I I think in our generation this was a cartoon that still came out when we were kids, we were like 11 or 12 when it came out. It took the genre seriously. It had legs. It kept going, and it was wide. It had a wide expansion. There was, there was, uh, you know, risks they took. There was consequences for those characters. And even though it's not my favorite version of the X Men, I think it stands the test of time. Great show. Anything to say on that one? Nope. All right. Family Guy. Uh, it kind of goes without saying. Family Guy is awesome. Ooh, um, the Simpsons. Huh? Of the Simpsons. Yeah, I think Family Guy, because Family Guy has evolved, and Family Guy has taken new risks, and it's gone to different directions. Um, and Family Guy really does do a good a good job at us looking at ourselves, but it's still fun at the same time. Number six is South Park. I think South Park is another one of, another one of those shows that 
is is pretty important for us to look at ourselves. It, it it does show how ridiculous both sides of stupid arguments are, and it calls us out on our bullshit, especially these last two seasons. The first of these last two seasons, last year's, it, it was hard for me to get used to the new format, but this last season has been amazing. But the way it ended wasn't impressed. I, I feel like we had this really big build up and they were doing some cool stuff and then at the end of the day I was like eh meh um top five and uh I kind of cheat here so you're, you're gonna I'm gonna hear some complaints about this uh number five is the Venture Brothers uh it's coming back it's been on hiatus for like four years uh I know you don't like the Venture Brothers but I'm it's just terrible. so impressed it's some of my favorite characters I, I it also is one of these shows that touches back to the other animated shows of my generation just the amount of rich pop culture uh, references references it makes. Um, the characters are cool. It's a wacky zany story. I love it. And there's just it, there's just so much good stuff with that show. I, I'm re- like that show is my biggest regret that you don't like. It's Hands my down. biggest regret that is higher on the list than Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. The dinosaurs that made the list. Um, number four. Now this one. This one. The reason it made the list is I started watching it. I was late to the game. I couldn't stop watching it. It's brilliant. And I can't wait for more to come out. And that's Rick and Morty. If you are not on that Rick and Morty shit, it's amazing. Like, Rick and Morty may be, like, it may it may be the pinnacle of where the, the adult animation has gone, like, in my mind. Like, it's smart. There's sophisticated levels to it. There's cool character development. At the same time, it's ridiculously entertaining. It's funny. Uh, and the, the, my only complaint about it is that the animation isn't that great. But it's it's kind of it's kind of good that it's not great. You know what I mean? I love it. Good stuff. Uh, number three, The Legend of Korra, I, I think is a, a masterpiece. Um, it's great. Had some has some really, really good depth to it. Uh, amazing series. I'm about to sit down and start watching it again. Uh, love it. Everything from the animation, uh, you know, the character development, the world that they created is just so rich. There's history. It feels real. It's like a world that I want to visit. Awesome stuff. Uh, number two. Uh, oh, shit. You know what? I've got two number twos. <laughs> so it's the best. It's the 19. Oh, you know, this was a top 20 list. <laughs> My number shit got fucked up. <laughs> so just add two to everything else that I did. So it was a top because I thought it was a top twenty at first. Well, All right, what was the other one? Then? All right, so hold on, hold on, I'm gonna do this again. Ready? Just real quick. All right, so Simpsons twenty, Thundercats nineteen, He Man, eighteen, McFarlane Spawn, seventeen, Turtles sixteen, fifteen is Star is, is uh, Star Wars, fourteen is Transformers, thirteen is Young Young Justice, twelve is Boondocks, eleven is Samurai Jack, X Men is ten, Family Guy is nine. South Park is 8, Venture Brothers is 7, Rick and Morty is 4, Legend of Korra is 5, number number 4, yes, number 4, Archer. Fucking awesome show. Just, it's, it's, it's slick, it's funny as shit, it's got amazing replay, I could watch the show over and over again. Uh, the characters in there, it's just great. If, if, do you, it, do yourself a favor, guys. Watch Archer. It is not for kids. I love it. It's sexy. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's great. Um, number three, Gargoyles. Now, Gargoyles may be my favorite 
but the other two, and we'll get into that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll explain that, but it's just a rich history. The show is awesome. There's gonna be a Gargoyles movie coming out. Disney is bringing it back. It's awesome. Gargoyles probably changed my, like, I took Latin because of Gargoyles. I, like, I, I took classes in Shakespeare because of Gargoyles. Uh, a lot of the guys from Star Trek, The Next Generation, did voice acting in it. Uh, the story is amazing. I love the mythology. I love that universe. I wish they did more stuff. I was upset when Disney took it over and started doing the uh, Goliath Chronicles. They kind of fucked it up. But just the interwoven storyline of Gargoyles is probably some of the best shit that, you know, has a, a thousand years of, of history. You know, uh, all the characters are intertwined in some way. It's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. Number two, this is where I cheat a little bit, the Bruce Tim DC Universe. So that that's Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Perhaps you can add Static Shock in there and Batman Beyond. Um, they're still in that universe if you like those shows. A lot of people either love or hate Batman Beyond. Um, but I love, it's one of my favorite DC universes in the world, or DC, yeah, DC universes in all of DC-dom. Um amazing that the, the characters evolve it's hard to don't start with just league and then go back to watch batman you got to watch them in the order they came out that's like the that's my one criticism there like you're watching the first batman the animated series and batman's like fighting with the same thug for like 15 minutes during the episode like just trading blows but at the end he's dodging you know dark sides omega beams <laughs> successfully you know so there was some growth and change in that um but awesome uh, anything to say about that? No, no, okay. decent list. I, I wish you would have told me beforehand. I'd have come up with a list too. We could have done it together. Well, maybe, maybe you can do it, you know, afterwards. I guess I have to do it next week by myself. I think you do it next week. I want to do. I want to do my list first. Cause I don't want to be. I don't want to be changed by your list because you might. Well, no, 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 no. We would do it. I think in the future we should do it. Like say we're gonna do it and then reveal them. I like it. I like it. I got together. a lot of hair in my ass. And then the, my number one, and I think I said this before, is Avatar: The Last Airbender. I think it is perfect. I think it is a fucking masterpiece. Um, I've probably watched the that series probably five or six times. Um, it, it's like uh, I went through a phase like Lord of the Rings where I read them every year, like you know, all three books. Sit down and just do it. I'd fucking sit down, read them, play the Lord of the Rings movie music in the background while I was reading them, and leave me the fuck alone. Um, and just relive that over and over again. The last Avatar, I mean, uh, Avatar: the Last Airbender is amazing. The world is amazing. The story is amazing. The every character in that show, the only character that doesn't really have a good character arc is the bad guy and well, he, but he kind of does at the same time. Like his madness, his madness grows. Um it's it's awesome. I I wish like my daughter has all of the graphic novels that came out after the ones before Korra. Uh you know, at first I was really upset with Korra because, you know, it was a new Avatar, I wanted more Aang, but that show is amazing. The art, the world, the culture of it, it feels like a real place, and uh, I will never forgive M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong for making that horrible Last Airbender movie uh, that came out. That was just a travesty. It was horrible. So, uh, so yeah, that's my number one, and I think it deserves that. Honorable mentions, Avengers, Earth Mighty Heroes, The Critic, you know, it stinks. You can't have a Volkswagen because the Nazis drove them. I love, um, I love the critic. Yeah, the Max. That one's for you. Oh, dude, great cartoon. Uh, the Tick, Beavis and Butthead, Mask, Crusaders, working overtime. <laughs> I'm familiar. 
over time. Spider-Man, the 94 series. Unless you were talking about Mass with Jim Carrey. No. Like the, the no. cartoon version. Spider-Man, the 94 series. I think that did things. Um, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Duckman. Actually, that, that's, that Spider-Man series, while we're on it, is, is fantastic. Yeah. Duckman on USA. It's an obscure one. Uh, the Real Ghostbusters. DuckTales. Yeah. DuckTales and Dinosaucers. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Just based on theme song alone. Yeah, man. I was rocking. Rocking. that theme song. You know, I was always bummed out they never made toys for that show. Yeah. How would they do that, though, man? Because, like, you know, the whole cool bit. Just action bit, figures. Yeah, but the whole cool bit is they can de-evolve into giant dinosaurs. Mm. I remember that one time that the Brontosaurus, Brontio or whatever his name was, like, de-evolved and, like, he was fucking huge. I don't know. I, I would have been okay with just an action figure line of just the guys in their armor and a little spaceship playset. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd have to have a giant scaled dinosaur that they turn into. Yeah. It has to transform into a gun that fits in the side of your hand. That's right. Absolutely. Then when it transforms into a robot, it, it has to be, be back 30, to the scale feet, size. 30 feet tall. Yeah, so, but imagine, we're going to have nanotechnology at one point for our kids' toys that does that shit. Maybe. Or we'll just have virtual reality, whatever. Anyway, Magic Leap. No big deal. All right, man. I think that's three hours. Yep. Shout out to uh, Dante for just doing the damn thing. And shout out to... For being so goddamn sexy. That too. Mm. Uh, Shout out to Comic Book Dork. Very, very firm. He does. Getting this thing started. He actually hit us up this week and was like, where are you guys' sponsors? And I was like, you tell me, man. Um... Shout out to everyone that leaves us five star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> really helps us out, <laughs> um, but actually does legitimately help us out. Yeah. Um, so please leave us a five star review uh, on iTunes. It's actually a big deal. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Realm of Collectors and Toy Detox, both of which show us a ton of love. Um, if you need more 40k in your life, listen to Adam on Beers and Bolters. And if you need more uh, GFRs in your life, listen to Shattercast. So, guys, we will be uh, doing some more YouTube stuff here soon. I'm going to try to put the podcast on YouTube. So uh, there's that. And, uh, you know, subscribe to other channels as well. You know, check out Skullface Reviews and Beer and Bolters 40K. I'm going to start doing some painting stuff. And uh, like us on Facebook. Oh, yeah, dude, I want to start tweeting. Okay, I got to get you that. You got to give me the password. I'm going to start start having conversations with the masses. And just talk stupid shit. So if there's controversial tweets that anger you, they're me. If they're provocative and you love them, they're Bobby. (laughs) So true. So true. I fucking hate you sometimes, man. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So true. I mean, you know, like Bobby can walk into like a, you know, a Mexican church and be like, yo, Donald Trump for president, right? Have the whole room. Yeah, eating all, out of his hands. They'll all love me. Every every one of them. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We appreciate it. And remember, great tits. Tight dick player. <laughs>